Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the One Shot Podcast is brought to you by TryHavocEnergy.com. As of recently, we just released our newest flavor, Cherry Berry Blast. Make sure you guys head on over to TryHavocEnergy.com. Use code CBB25 for 25% off. Now, let's get into the episode. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, XHTX, the host with the absolute most. You guys have seen my face more than enough times to know who I am. But today, we got an unfamiliar face, all right? Clean-ass setup. You know what I'm saying? He got two tubs. My boy be lifting. Ain't nothing else to say. He got a short mic. He be getting to the money. My boy Sid. Sid, how we doing today, man? Yo, what's going on, brother? I appreciate you having me on. For sure, for sure, man. So, hey. So, for those listening at home that are like, hey, I don't know who this Sid guy is. Hey, trust me. Hey, you about to find out. How about you tell the the listeners and the viewers, because the video version's on Spotify and on YouTube. Tell us, who is Sid today? And today, I would say... Full-time teacher, part-time content creator, and um, yeah, I would say I would say that's who who describes me today. Full-time teacher at an alternative school and part-time content creator, aspiring full-time content creator. So, mm-hmm. the most interesting thing that I hope you guys heard was he is a teacher. He is a teacher. You say you're a teacher at an alternative school. Alternative, I just butchered that word entirely. Alternative school, correct? (laughs) Yes, correct. That is correct. Okay, okay, okay. For those of you who don't know what an alternative school is, it's essentially, um, it's like a second chance. Uh, If a kid gets kicked out of their old school for anything like drugs, fighting, guns, knives, whatever it is they get expelled for, they get sent to our school. Um, We have an interview with them and... We can only have, or my class can only have 11 kids in the room total. So we can only have 11. So if we get capped out of at 11, someone has to get kicked out of my school in order for a new kid to come in. Mm. And the reason being is like in a public school, there could be like 30 kids in a class. If you have 30 of these kids in a class, it's like a, it's more of a zoo than what it already is. <laughs> so, I mean, it wouldn't work, especially with the, the class size, um, the amount of staff that we have, it, it just wouldn't work. So. Yeah, you would need you and you would need club bouncers in there, man. You need <laughs> you would need a club bounce for just about every single one of them kids. I'm telling you. Boy, I tell you, man. Hey, so for another question, how long have you been teaching, like in total? This is my this is my fifth year, so I'm 26. And the the cool thing about it is I actually finessed uh, in college. I did my student teaching, which is supposed to be like through the college and and you have to do it for free. So essentially it's like a full semester of taking someone's job and not getting paid for it. Mm. I finessed because during that summer when I graduated with my bachelor's, um, the head head guy that used to be my principal told me that there was an opening at that job. It was the first year that they were even starting as a school. And he was like, Hey, if you want to stop in for an interview, go ahead. And I was like, well, I don't have my teaching degree yet. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll talk to your college. So I was like, Fuck it, bet you know what I mean. So I essentially my first year got paid to student teach um, at the job that I'm currently at, which was nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Okay, okay, okay. So the question is, what would you say came first? Was it? How do I say this? Were you more of like creating content on the side first, and then you sort of were still in college, and then you decided to get into teaching, or were you teaching first, and then you sort of decided to expand upon that hobby when it uh, within content creation. Essentially, I'm asking which one came first, teaching or content creation. So the content definitely came first. I started making content, man. I started mm. making content back in like 2016, but it wasn't 
anything with the face cam. It was just solely, I bought a Elgato um, HD. I think it was just an Elgato HD at the time. Mm-hmm. And I hooked it up to my laptop, which was a piece of shit at the time. And <laughs> I just recorded um, free-for-alls on Monarch for 2. I was playing Monarch for 2 in 2016. Mm, okay. And, and I was just recording montages, trick shotting videos, stuff of that sort. Didn't post it anywhere, but just for the sole fact of like, if I hit a clip, I had it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I could store it on my laptop. And then I started making actual content um, first in college. I think it was my second year. So my sophomore year in college, <coughs> started making some YouTube videos. They were horrible videos. It was during Black Ops 4. Mm, um, I but Black I wasn't posting to any sort of like, it wasn't short form. It was just long form. And I, I think I only made like five total YouTube videos, but I was recording everything. Like I was recording um, just pub games i was recording eights with my friends just i always had the record button going whether my face cam was on or not and then once um i want to say it was the year after covid so what 20 2021 2021 yeah either 2021 or 2022 i started making short form and luckily enough it was my first ever tiktok popped off for like I think it was like a million. Whoa. It, got to. it was a horrible video. It was just, <laughs> it was uncut. It was literally me saying something along the lines of like, this is the crazy, I've been playing Call of Duty for 16 years and this is the craziest hot mic I've ever received. It was an uncut clip of me just team wiping these kids and getting like a crazy hot mic. Mm-hmm. And overnight it like blew up. And I was like, holy shit. Cause that's like an instant dopamine rush from your first video. And so then that kind of like taught me a lesson because over the course of like that week, I, I want to say I got up to like 70,000 subs- or like followers on TikTok from one video. And I had friends that I was talking to like through TikTok because I think I had made a couple like videos, but then privated them because they mm-hmm. didn't get any views, which is a horrible thing to do. Like you just keep them up because then you can go back and you can look at your progress mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I mean, it kind of looks cool. You know what I'm saying? It's like first video, like one bill. <laughs> yeah, it was the aesthetic of it. So yeah. I had like friends, like I'm not friends, but people that I would talk to like yeah. for advice and whatnot and, and like coming up together. And I remember this one guy thought that because he saw my video but then he saw my follower count because we had similar follower counts before that. It was like a thousand and like he had like fifteen hundred and he saw how many followers I had. And he texted me. He goes, funny that you bought followers. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Wow. I said, there's no way you're going to believe this. But I'm telling you, they're all from one video. <laughs> and He's like, no, there's no way. And I showed him like the, you know, the analytics of TikTok and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he, see how many followers you get from one video. And that's the reason why it blew up is because at the end I had a call to action. I said, and like follow for more or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it had so many followers from that one video that it just kept getting pushed to more for you pages. And it was wild, but then it kind of humbled me in a sense because that all the videos, probably a hundred videos after that. Cause I posted every single day after that, mm-hmm. the rest of the videos never surpassed like 20 K 30 K. So it, it went from mm-hmm. one point million to like four thousand five thousand six thousand four thousand and it was like a a, in a series of events where i was like fuck this isn't gonna be (laughs) as easy as i thought it was gonna Mm be it kind of like it to the to the to the natural eye it was like you see this follower count right and nobody knows that it came from one video 
But you see the recent videos and it's like 3,000, 4,000. And you have this follower count and people are like, oh, dude fell off or whatever. Like, you, you, whatever. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it made it look like I bought the followers more than what it actually was because mm -hmm. of the fact that, like, it sucked that it popped off for my first video. It was also a good thing. But, you know, it, you take what you can get. So then it, it took me a while to kind of have a video that, that did that again. And I think the first one that did it after that was where I got into like the voice trolling. So mm. I got into voice trolling where I would just talk like a little kid and I would just, one of my favorite things to do is just mess with people. Right. And just be an yeah. absolute fool. I, I've, <laughs> I've been like that my whole life. Um, not to the point where they really get mad and, and get off, but like, cause if I can sense that, then at the end I'll be like, dude, I was just fucking with you the whole time. <laughs> but it's so funny to get a reaction out of people, especially if you know that you can push it further mm -hmm. and further and further. So what I would do is I would make these horrible loadouts. Uh, it'd be like <laughs> a kilo with like a, a grenade launcher and a sniper scope. Mm -hmm. And I would go up to these guys. They'd be like, Hey, you want to try my loadout? And I would talk like a kid. And they'd be like, sure, I'll try it, whatever. And they pick it up, and then I pick up their gun. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, this is horrible. <laughs> and uh, I'd be like, yeah, you're good. And they'd only be like, give me my gun back. And I'm like, no, I'll try yours. And, like, <laughs> this honest back and forth little, like, you know, rant to each other because he would want his gun back, and I wouldn't give it to him. And it was just perfect content. So Dude, I think that is I, hilarious. But I, I've, I really, why have I never thought of doing that? That is actually hilarious. It was, it, it was. It was so fun at the time because I knew all I had to do every single day to get a video was hop on and hope that someone had a good mic. Because mm. if someone has a shit mic, then it's not going to get anywhere close to the views that it would if someone has a good mic. Yeah, so somebody's in their living room, room, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're cooking, right, they're talking on it, they're kids in the background. Poster. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you had to, which was a, a shitty part and a good part because I knew that I had content every day. Mm. But the shitty part was you had to rely on other people. Mm, and because yep. of the content that I was trying to get. So if I got a lobby with no one talking, then it was chalked. I would leave the lobby and come back. Right. So I think that that's the second time that it really started to pop off. And then I think from there, it just, I, I started to learn and grow. And, mm. and then I, I started making whatever I wanted to make. But mm. the trolley content was definitely, and it still is the most fun that I've had making videos. And I will go back to it once the new COD comes out. Just because it's so easy for me to make, and it's mm -hmm. something that I really do enjoy making. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, and it's an it's an it's an if the new COD is good. We're, we're hoping. <laughs> as long as it's good. better than the last one, man. As long as it's good, better we're, than the last. One. We were talking about that outside of this uh, outside of this recording. Mm -hmm. The main thing that we were saying is in terms of Call of Duties, we hope that yes, it doesn't need to be the greatest COD of all time. We just hope it's better than what the fuck we had before. Yeah. Now, at, at this point in time, all right. We don't really have a whole lot. We don't have anything, actually. If you get worse than this, you might as well just not even drop the game. Just, just take yeah. it back. Like, on some cyberpunk shit, like, take it off the stores. Like, we don't want to play it no more, bro. No, I agree. 100%, 100%. So, there was a question that was lingering in my head, right? That guy that you said that he messaged you and said uh, something about how you bought followers, but then you showed yeah, him yeah. the analytics, right? So, yeah. when you showed him the analytics and you showed how many subscribers, because that's one Not thing, if anybody... Me. Just He's, stop texting me completely. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. He was just so upset that like, because he had more followers than me, but it wasn't like anything. Like it, he had 1,500 and I had 1,000. So it was like, I don't know if it was an ego thing for him or if he like just never fucked with me in, in the first place. Because <laughs> I was 
He had better, in my opinion, his videos were better than mine because of the fact that, like, I feel like he knew how to edit, and I was very, very new to Premiere Pro. And so I would ask him all these things, like, what are you doing for color grading? And what are you, like, how are you doing this? And I would ask him all these questions. And he would give me responses and whatnot. But as soon as, like, I, I showed him that video or, like, you know, what he called me out, essentially, and then I showed him the video, he just stopped texting me completely, which Man. is fine because, I mean, it just shows. Man, see, the reason why I ask is I'm like, bro, something tells me he's not going to respond, but I just want to hear you say it. Because what else is there to say? Like, you know what I'm saying? This is somebody who asks you for advice. So to some extent, he respects your work. But then you full on just make like you can't you can't turn around and say, oh, I was just joking with an accusation like that. that, That's an absent like you're an exposed or this 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 relationship's over kind of question. You know what I'm saying? It was mind blowing to me because I'm like, dude, how if you could buy 70 fucking thousand followers, people would fucking do that. <laughs> like just to get the 70,000 followers. I don't even know if you can do that on TikTok spe- specifically. I know that people can buy followers on Instagram and whatnot, but like TikTok, I don't know if you can fucking do that. And, and another thing with TikTok yeah. is, bro, you may you may have 70K, 70K followers, but there's no, also the likes too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's also the likes too. And, and realistically... It really doesn't mean shit, but that—that's why it's so crazy. Because I'm like, bro, that's like, that's like an ultimatum kind of question. Like, there's nothing good that's gonna come out of him saying that. So I'm like, yeah. either one, he's gonna just act like he's still gonna act like, oh, you're trolling or you photoshopped this or something. Or two, right. he's not gonna say anything afterwards. Yeah, there's, there's no point with people like that. There's no point to even like, you know what I mean? Like, prove prove yourself in a way. Exactly. So to anybody watching this, hey, just know if there's somebody who on every single one of your videos is talking shit, I guarantee you, all right, if you prove them wrong, it's not going to fucking matter anyways. <laughs> there's exactly. no, no point in proving them wrong because their whole gist is not to be proven right or proven right. wrong. They're just talking yeah. shit. Like, that's that's really it. They're just talking shit to talk shit. Hell which yeah. Is whatever. You'll always have people doing that. Oh, yeah. 100%. And if you're not having it, well, hey, you ain't doing something right. I'm just going to exactly. say that. Surface. I agree with you completely. So in your, it's it's funny because there's another thing that I learned from uh, the story you just mentioned as well. Because a lot of people always like that like fast, like quick, easy route to gain followers or to gain subscribers because it then equates to them either one, gaining money, or two, them being quote unquote famous to some extent. Right. But yeah. you have literally showed within your experience how you had one video pop mm-hmm. fuck off. Like I still don't have a video with a million. I still don't. Yeah. I have a video with half a million, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. very happy for that, but it took a lot to get there. Right. <laughs> he had a million on the first video, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, it was wild. It's wild. So then he even said that because that was the first video and he had that didn't have that great of an understanding, it was there's still that learning curve regardless. Yeah, 100%. I, I think the only benefit that came from that video is the fact that it gave me, and I, it's so you know cliche to say, because you can't rely on external motivation to yeah. succeed you gotta have i mean it's very obvious everybody knows this mm-hmm. um but it did give me the motivation to post every single day which mm-hmm. i did but even though i was posting every single day i didn't see results until you know day 100 mm-hmm. or whatever it was it, it took a while for the next video to pop off and for me to start seeing some growth again which mm-hmm. kind of almost is like without having that video pop off it's it's just like starting from square one you know mm-hmm. what i mean so it, essentially the only thing it really did was give me that sense of like oh shit this is possible mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah 
I, I, I just kind of like that. And even though, yeah, it is taking cliche, but that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a damn good motivator. <laughs> that's a yeah, there, damn there, good motivator. There wasn't anything that would have been a better motivator, in my opinion. Man, not no David Goggins, not no, no. nothing, bro. That is top-tier motivation, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's dopamine like no other. Like no other, man, for sure, for sure. So... The next question I also want to get into because you're 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 a multifaceted person. You know what I'm saying? I did my research beforehand. All right, you know what I'm saying? So I know y'all can see this, but to the left of him, if you're like looking at this on the screen, to the left of him, we see these two tubs, right? These two tubs of yep, yep. That's yeah. It's ghost whey protein, correct? Ghost whey protein. Yep. Ghost whey protein. So my boy be into you know what I'm saying? He he, he be in the gym. My boy be lifting. You know what I'm saying? I, I could obviously tell just just by the shirt. You know what I'm saying? I, I could I could tell if somebody lifts. You know, I can just tell somebody lifts just by how the shirt fits him. You feel me? Right, right. So in terms of that, when did you get into fitness or lifting weights as well? Like, what what was the initiator for that? So, let's see. I I was a multi-sport athlete growing up. Sports and video games were my entire life. Mm-hmm. From as as young as I can remember, I had a dad who who um, put me in t-ball at a very young age. Was my coach throughout pretty much most of my younger years. Um, it even got to the point where like we would go outside and play catch and he had a bum shoulder. So he bought this like slingshot online, um, which had like green, fo- like it was, they weren't foam baseballs, but they were like softer baseballs, but they were green. So they glowed in the dark and we would sit out in the front yard and he would slingshot pop flies to me. And I couldn't eat dinner until I caught 10 in a row. Like I would go in cause he, what he would do is on the 10th one, he would s- soar one over my head on purpose. Mm. And obviously I know the lesson that he was trying to get across to me now. Um, but back then, like I'm a fucking nine year old, like there's yeah. no way I'm understanding what he's trying to do. Yeah. And so I would run in crying to my mom and my mom would be on his same page and be like, no, nah, you gotta go back out. And like, it was, I love sports. Don't get me wrong, but it was taken very serious at a young age. Mm. Um, but even during those sports, baseball, basketball, football, I never lifted um, unless I had to. Like for football, yeah. you had to. But I would, even, I would show up to the gym and I would just like, I would stretch and maybe do like some bench and that's it. And I would, and the coaches didn't really say, they would say like, hey, you going to work out? And be like, no, nah, I'm good. Whatever. <laughs> and I was a very arrogant uh, kid growing up because I, I was very athletic and I used that as an excuse not to lift in a, in a mm. way. Because I was like, I'm going to not lift and still be better than you i was yeah, like shitting on everybody <laughs> right and it was a horrible mindset looking back on it now and i regret it to this day but i also learned from those mistakes because now uh i understand that if you want something you're gonna have to work your fucking ass off mm-hmm. and that's just how it is with no matter what you do um so i didn't get into lifting until i got to college ball and i realized oh shit these <laughs> kids are actually really good so if I want to play, I have to start lifting because I was 145 pounds soaking wet when I graduated high school. So going to college baseball, these kids are like bench pressing 225. And I'm like, oh, shit, I don't know if I can bench 135. <laughs> and so uh, I started lifting my sophomore year in college. Or sorry, the, the summer going into my sophomore year of college. Mm-hmm. And I actually took this shit called Mass X, which if any of you know what it is, it was like the closest thing to HGH that you could take um, in pill form. It wasn't uh, officially HGH, but it was like this fucking shit that you got at GNC. And it was like, it was unreal for its time. It got discontinued because of how dangerous it was. But Mm -hmm. essentially what it was is it made me put on 20 pounds of muscle in like 
a month and a half. Holy shit. I, it, growing up, I was a skinny kid, but I was lean. And so putting on that muscle just like made me like a little bit bigger at the same leanness. Mm. And this was like with eating a double cheeseburger, a large fry and a large Coke every single day working at my um, maintenance job. I was a maintenance man for low-income housing where I just mowed grass. I did, like, landscaping, uh, gutter covers, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I ate McDonald's every single day and still put on that uh, muscle. But then I got to a point where once I was, like, satisfied, because this was over the summer, right? Mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was, like, satisfied with where I was at. And I mm-hmm. was like, ah, I'm good. And you're <laughs> supposed to take this, like, post-cycle to, like, balance out your hormones. And I didn't take it, and I just started drinking like a truck in college. And I got skinny fat. And for the next, like, three years, or no, sorry, two two to three years, I just didn't do anything. I, w- I was playing baseball, so I was going to, like, lifting, conditioning, and whatnot, but I was not, like, lifting like I was supposed to. I was not going hard at all. I did the bare minimum. I showed up to practice. I showed up to games. I wasn't doing any extra work. Um, and then I herniated my disc in mm. – my junior year baseball and after that i was like i'm done i'm done with sports i hated baseball at that time um i felt like i was just playing it because i had to you hated it prior to the injury essentially prior to the injury yep okay so like a couple years up into the injury i was just like going through the motions i was i was so sick and tired of it so i I was looking for any excuse to stop right so i herniated my disc in baseball my junior year and then i just stopped I, I quit my senior year, so I didn't play my senior year. Mm-hmm. And so for those next, like, I don't know, three three to four-ish years, I wasn't doing anything, drinking on the weekends with, with friends and whatnot, still being skinny fat, um, eating like garbage. And I didn't get back into lifting until probably, I want to say it's two years now. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's two years at this point. Um, and <laughs> funny enough, the reason why I got into it is because of anime. Um, I don't know which one it was. I don't know if it was Black Clover or if it was Naruto, but for some reason, I got super into the gym because of anime, and I just really understood that I didn't want to die, right? And I'm a religious person, so I didn't want to be standing in front of God and mm-hmm. and see a version of myself that I didn't recognize, mm-hmm. and. I, I every single day when I would look at myself in the mirror, I hated the way I looked. I hated just myself because of how lazy I've been my entire life. I wasted a lot of the ability that God gave me at a young age. Um, so I guess it's it's just a it's been a process over the last two years of trying to get back to where I know I can't be. So I guess that's that's where it's at. And obviously, the gym is more, more therapy now, um, mm-hmm. where it's like it's it's a staple in my life now that probably won't ever leave. The hardest part's the diet because I love food. Oh, oh bro, if could, man! Could, if I could, you know, fuck content, fuck teaching. If I could be the person that could sit in front of a camera and just eat the ASMR shit all day long, I would do it. One hundred percent. That was my <laughs> dream job: is to eat the world's best food on camera and make a living off it. That is. There's nothing else that I would rather do than that. Bro, I'm telling um, you, bro, like, especially, like, for anybody who knows, who, for anybody in Texas listening right now, bro, uh, that's, the, bro, not only just the food, 
but like the food trucks especially dude, like bro taco truck dude don't even get me started i'm taking down 10 steak tacos no lie bro like it's some days it's some days you're just like maybe you got paid and the smell you're just like bro fuck it <laughs> you're just yeah. like i'll deal with the repercussions later just just give me everything that's what yeah. it'd be 36 45 man fuck it i'll pay it later I swear, dude like dude when i was in college i was door dashing a mm -hmm. lot and i did not have the funds to doordash i had a work study job that i got two i got 200 bucks every two weeks and i spent every single dime of that that i could on doordash and the doordash orders were like 55 bucks like dude it was, oh. it was ridiculous i was ordering chick-fil-a <laughs> i was ordering Wingstop. you name it it was on my doordash man bro you know you know what's funny bro it's funny because around like depend like during like the start of the pandemic 2020 i actually yeah. started being the dasher like delivering food, yeah. the food to people right and it'd be funny sometimes because i would be like i used to look at the amount of money that okay quick question have you ever like been the dasher before no i've i've actually okay. thought about it during the summer but mm -hmm. i feel like ah, dude, I, I don't know <laughs> i feel like if i smell one of them fucking mcdonald's fries on the way to delivering it i'm going back to mcdonald's myself and i'm getting a large fry i've done that before <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm, I'm serious or i'm stealing one of your fries i'm sorry but i'm doing it i'm not gonna lie bro because the, the i forgot exactly what made me do it but i think the first time i tried doordashing food was mm -hmm. during the pandemic and I'm, I'm looking at i'm looking at the price of the shit and i'm like because this is when like i newly had a car this wasn't even up to like two years since i had a car so mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you have a car you love the freedom you love being able to drive to whatever the flying fuck you want to go wherever you want and pick up your friends you know all that other stuff but then it's like i'm looking at like doordash because i'm like man food delivered to you i'm like okay this is when the first time people actually start using it a lot so i downloaded right. the app made right. my own account and i'm looking at it and i'm like bro there's like a $5 delivery fee. There's some other fucking app fee just because. And yeah. I'm looking at this. This once was like a $10, $12 order. It's like $20 now. And I'm like, bro, these guys must make hella money. And I'm like, mm -hmm. let me do this. <laughs> I'm like, like, let me fuck around this. I'm about to make bread when I do this. First yeah. DoorDash order, that shit said $3.45 to oh, deliver dude, food that's so tough. That's for, so tough. for like 12 miles. I'm like, bro, this guy is not serious, bro. Right, <laughs> this guy is not serious, bro. So you it, it's crazy because it's like, it's weird because I've been a Dasher before, so I can understand why somebody would tip somebody or why somebody wouldn't tip somebody i, I understand because i've doordash food before because i'm looking at the price of this i'm like man this is already expensive and then you want a, a what a six dollar tip on top of that some people are like man f that i'm not doing that shit but from a from the door dasher perspective you know what i'm saying the dasher delivering the food i'm looking at this order like bro you live like 30 minutes away and then on top of that because I'm, I'm i'm i know this is gonna be a whole other discussion but I think people technically should tip their DoorDash drivers. Now, I'm not saying you have to give a crazy amount. Is there an option not to tip them? Oh, yeah, 100%. There's an option, like $0. Oh, I tip them every time. Because the now, thing is... There's, there are times where I will tip the lowest amount, but for the most part, I do tip. Because mm -hmm. as a driver, hey, I just want something, all right? right. I'm a dollar, two dollars, I'm not too mad at that. But if right. I see that, if it's like... Because sometimes I've, I've had orders that were like $2, like they're about to give you two dollars to go to this Chick-fil-A in this yeah. in this sketchy ass neighborhood. <laughs> oh fucked up roads, potholes, my car suspension getting fucked up. I need an alignment after one delivery. And then yeah. to top it off, I went through all that trouble. And the tips almost the hey, I appreciate you for, you know, getting my order or handling the, the logistics 
from point A to point B. Hey, thanks. Here's $2. <laughs> That's all right. I'm asking. You know what I'm saying? So whenever you give $0, it's like, man, it's like, damn, it's almost like a kind of like a, a spit in your face, like a fuck you. Like, it doesn't really matter regardless. I still would have got the food. So, I, but I also understand their perspective because that shit would be so expensive yeah. sometimes. I'm like, right. bro, what? Yeah, you're I, getting up there in like the $30, $40, and it's like, fuck, like, what am I going to tip this guy? exactly but then it's like do i really want to get up and sometimes whenever you don't whenever like let's say for example you don't have your car for example or to anybody who doesn't have a car or let's say even better yet let's say you live in the city you live like downtown within your um like the downtown real like urban area obviously that's when for one like for i'm in houston so everything downtown is much more expensive than somewhere out like deep in like where there's country and shit like that Mm -hmm. like a great example there was a store at my campus. There's there's like a few campus locations. There's one that's like way for a way way like an hour and a half from the main campus. That location you can get the same drink for a dollar twenty five. Yeah. The main location of the campus, it will charge you four dollars for that same drink. That's, that's criminal dude. <laughs> so then think about how everything else else is upcharged. Because obviously, I'm, I'm assuming it's more expensive to have that whole business functioning and running within that area. So not only is it more expensive to buy the food, but it's also upcharged because it's either on Uber Eats or DoorDash. Yeah. And there's more fees. And then there's a tip on top of that. So yeah. either you got money or those motherfuckers going to be like, man, fuck you, bro. Just give me my food. <laughs> right, right, right. So I definitely understand both perspectives. So when you say it gets up there money, hey, trust me, I know. I know yeah, for sure. You almost have to like delete the app because it's such a convenience. Yeah, bro, so convenient, bro. Like yeah. not not having you to get up. Take your card off, or you have to delete the app. Which I've tried both, and I said I've tried both. I've tried both. Keyword: tried both. Tried both. Right. Okay, so the other thing that you mentioned within um, your fitness journey was you say you were inspired by anime. Do you remember the exact like? I know, I know it'd be kind of hard to pick this out, but do you remember that exact moment or character where you're like, I got I to gotta get built like that? Yeah, well, so it wasn't like a build that I think got me in the gym. I think it was more so the mindset of the character. So, so mm-hmm. for example, there's two that I can specifically know off the top of my head. Naruto, his mindset was for sure a motivator or an external motivator for me. Um, just his, fuck it, I'm doing this. I don't care what anybody says. I'm achieving my goals. Bro, because for like 400 episodes, Naruto was trash. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, I think him for sure. And then also Asta from Black Clover. Have you seen Black Clover? I have not. I have not. There's a character named Asta from Black Clover. Mm -hmm. Um, He just like, he's like Naruto. He started from absolutely Mm. nothing. And he has no like talent or abilities because it's like a magical world, like where people have magic powers. He has no magic whatsoever. And he just works his fucking ass off. Like, mm. every single day. When people are partying, he's working. Whenever people are chilling on the couch or whatever, he's working. He's doing push-ups. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's just simple, very, very simple shit that, for some reason, clicked with me so hard. I don't know why. Because if you told me, like, five years ago, hey, anime is going to get your ass in the gym, I'd be like, nah, bitch, you're crazy. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? I'm you right now, that corny shit's not getting me in the gym, but it did. It's wild. And I'm appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. Not so, it's anybody, to, to, to anybody watching, hey, look, I guarantee you, hey, look, anime is very influential. I'll let you know mm-hmm. right now. To, to, I always talk about it. We were talking about it even off of the podcast. To anybody right. wondering, yeah, look, I got one two 
three Itachi posters in my room. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll let you. Oh, the, yeah. Go we show Goku right there. I have not seen Dragon Ball, but we got the Goku. We got the Attack on Titan, Eren. And then we got the Go Madara Uchiha. Ooh, man. So, so tough. So I'm fucking, bro. I, like I said, we're talking about this off the podcast as well. Right. I love watching Madara, bro. He's just like, yes, he's very overpowered. I get that. But it's just like seeing some like i think that's also why i freaking love being a great player at call of duty as well it's just mm. when you see that like difference in skill right and it's not for no like it's not just oh he's overpowered because he's unfair bro right this man got reanimated yeah. right for anybody who watched naruto you know what i'm talking about he was dead he got reanimated he have enough he had enough conscience to snap himself out of that reanimation to give himself an actual body was still oh. whooping shit and then off impulse, he's like, I'm going to summon the nine tails. I'm like, bro, wait, wait. I'm like, break, wait, 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 wait. You're already yeah. OP. Why are you doing this? Right, right. It's like when uh, I, I think it was an interview with Iman Shumpert. And he was talking about the play that uh, that Kobe had. Or he's like, he came down the court, shimmy, threw it off the backboard, slammed it. He's like, what are you on? Like, mm-hmm. it's just uh, it's, uh, some goat type shit. Like, mm-hmm. you can't explain it because they're an anomaly. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that you that you uh, mentioned Amon Shepard because I think I so it's the way he talks about NBA players. As you put, storyteller, he is yeah. an amazing storyteller. I remember he was talking about LeBron, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who's watched this, quote me if if I get anything wrong, please. I watched it a while ago, but he was saying like I think this was when I think there were yeah this is when they definitely were on the Cavaliers. So he's saying um, there was like a play that. LeBron ran at one point because think think about this. LeBron's LeBron's usually running the three. This man's running the point. That's right. that's how LeBron was. So he would come down the court and he'd run a play. Right, he he'd run this play. You know what I'm saying? He passes to who who such and such goes through. They score. Right, and they're like, okay, you know what I'm saying? That plan worked. But Amon Shumpert's like, LeBron's like, oh wait, wait, no 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 no, run it again. <laughs> and they're like, aren't they gonna pick up on it at this point? No, they ran yeah. it again. They scored again. <laughs> And then yeah. he's like, comes down to court again, running it again. And they're like, bro, is LeBron crazy? They run the play again. They score again. Yeah. Fourth time. Let's run it again. They're like, bro, this guy can't be fucking stopped, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like we've, he's like, he's like, and it's funny thing is because they're yelling, like LeBron's yelling. They're not whispering. Like, hey, we're going to do this. All right. No, LeBron's yelling at the top of the lungs, the same play that they've ran for the fifth time yeah, he's already. He's calling that shit. And he's still calling it. Right. So you know what he's going to do. You're like, all right, he, that guy's going to go there. That guy's going to, I don't know what's going to happen. But then somehow you're like, bro, how the fuck did he just score? <laughs> you're like, how did they score? It's yeah. one of those things where it's like, bro, seeing somebody like have that sort of dominance is like, you're just like, bro, this. It's just hard not to watch. Like you just want to keep watching it. I it's, agree. It's hard not to watch. And the same thing with, same thing with Madara. You know what I'm saying? Uh, same thing with Itachi as well. You know what I'm saying? Even though Itachi, if Itachi and Madara were to fight, yes, I know Madara would win. Okay, stop saying that because people stay saying that to me. But if him and Madara were to fight, I know he's going to win, all right? I still like Itachi. But, man, I'm telling you, man, for my Naruto watchers, bro, this man got... It's episode 322. I remember it off the top of my head because mm-hmm. my birthday is March 22nd, 322. So I remember it like, I remember it like this. I'm like, I already know what happens. It's one yeah. guy running into 5,000 soldiers. Like, they, they're standing next to They hated each other less than, like, two years ago. 
They hated each other. They wanted to kill each other. And they probably got into a fight with each other before. But now I'm your friend. And we're all about to fight this one guy. And you're thinking, bro, 5,000 people versus one person? Easy. He wipes 2,500 people. Wipes like the floor. 30 seconds. It's, it's crazy. Somebody tried jumping at him. You know what I'm saying? What, what is, uh, I think he had like a kunai or something. Sharing mm -hmm. on. Stunned, yeah. frozen, smack shit on me. He goes flying. And then, you know, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, even, uh, who was it? It was Gara and, what was his name? What's the short, like, sand guy that does the pebble jutsu thing? I forgot his name. Um, he's the real short guy that floats. I forgot his name. Uh, I don't remember. But for anybody who's watching this, he's the guy with the, the red nose. Any, any serious Naruto fans, I don't know why I can't remember that shit. They'll get it. Yeah. it they, they'll get it. They knew who I'm talking about. So, he put his hands on um, Gara's like a uh, little like sand barrel. His sand is like feather light, and he's doing every throwing at everything at Madara. Throws him one way. Naruto comes through. Rasen Shuriken throws at him. This motherfucker absorbs this shit. <laughs> he absorbs <laughs> it. How do you absorb this giant spinning disc uh, right, ball of energy? And, he, and they're like, bro, he just no way he did that. And then after that, this man's bringing planets on top of Earth. And then they're like, all right, bet. You know what I'm saying? I think his name is Nyoki or some shit. I don't know. Something along the lines of that. So he goes in, uses the same pebble jutsu or featherweight jutsu, whatever it's called, stops mm -hmm. the first border from coming down. He's like, all right, bet. But Amada is like, okay, good. What are you, gonna, what are you guys going to do about the second one? <laughs> We're <Right>. like, second one? <laughs> and then yeah. it zooms out. Three more. I'm like, bro, yeah. come on, man. Right, then, just one dude too. You, you just look back at it; it's just one dude. Yeah, one guy, and everybody else is looking at the sky like, "Hey, bro, I didn't think I died today, but I think I might die today." Bro. <laughs> seeing that is just it's. I could talk about Naruto all day, man, but man, yeah. like seeing that, bro, is just that's why that's why I love anime, bro. Like mm -hmm. the build up of the story, the way they illustrate the characters, but the way their power was actually illustrated. I know they're geniuses, man. They're geniuses. Because it, it it's it's it, it hits home with grown ass men, like I don't know how they do it because it, it's essentially it is a cartoon in terms of the animation, but it's like an adult cartoon in my opinion. Mm -hmm. It just does. It just does. It just does. Man, so wait, you say you haven't watched Dragon Ball? I have not watched Dragon Ball. I pro I don't know if I will. There's so many better ones, and Dragon Ball. I feel like I watched my buddy watch it. He was watching like an episode, and I swear to God, the whole episode, he was transforming into <laughs> whatever his his fucking transformation is. He screamed the whole time, and I, for twenty minutes, I think he went from transformation one to like <laughs> whatever it was. The whole episode, I, there's no way I got the patience for that. Like, you want to know it's so foot, bro? I know the exact episode you're talking about too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this man! I think, bro. Anybody, like I said, if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, I ain't watched that shit in so long, but I watched it entirely from start to finish. Dragon Ball Z. So, I think there's like a, I'm not gonna call it like an alternative. I guess it's an afterlife almost. I think yeah. I forgot what it's called, but there's some guy with like dark shades that helps Nar that helps Goku. You know what I'm saying? Rehabilitate. And then with Dragon Balls, he can be revived, right? Yeah. So he's in this area, right? And I forgot how they got to this area as well, but they're looking at him, you know, do the transformation. So he starts from normal mode, Super Saiyan 1, Super Saiyan 2, and he literally yells the entire time for like 10 minutes time. straight. Yeah. 
10 I minutes. I was like, is is this like real show? <laughs> <laughs> I said, there's no way you sit there and you, you listen to this guy scream the whole entire time. Like, then, I get it. It's a great anime overall and in this general scheme of things, but there's no way I'll sit through this shit. Bro, no way. Yeah, it's it's funny because I know I know what you're talking about vividly. And when I was watching, I'm like, "What the fuck is gonna happen now, bro?" Right, right, right. But then obviously he he went from Super Saiyan two to Super Saiyan three because apparently it took a lot of energy to go from two to three. I don't really know, yeah. but he lost his eyebrows. His hair is really long, and he he's like cracked out of his mind after that, bro. It's yeah, it is wild. But later on in the show, he's able to make that transformation. But like at the, I think the, I think in certain episodes he go from like regular to Super Saiyan two and then three, or maybe from regular mm -hmm. to three instantly. So yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know what was the point of that episode. They were just like, hey, we're out of screen time. Um, all of yeah, our, all of our voice actors, place. they're they're all sick. Um, <laughs> we need yeah, something to do. Low on budget or something. <laughs> budget was like fucking running for ten minutes. But wouldn't that be boring, man? It's the end of the episode. Just running for ten minutes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, bro, I'm like, dude, there's no way they really let this go through. That was one crazy yeah. episode. But besides that, Dragon Ball Z is... Ooh, the thing with Dragon Ball Z, it's almost like the first part of Naruto, like when they're all kids. It's... I'd say there's less of an emotional attachment to the characters in Dragon Ball Z. There's much more of an emotional attachment to the characters in Naruto, but... yeah. 100%. Definitely more in, Dra in Dragon Ball Z. It's more like fighting, more combat. There's a whole lot of just dead points where we're just staring at motherfuckers, just feet shoulder with the parts, and like this evil stance, and they're just standing there staring at each other. It's just like throwing straight hands. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, the first part, I think there's like this Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, then there's GT, and then there's Super. The first part, don't even watch Dragon Ball. There's no point in watching that. It doesn't, there's no, con, there's no content you can take from that that's gonna help you in life. Just don't even watch it. Yeah. Um, then Z, Z is, I think, is the best part. G was a little confusing. Um, it's kind of like the, it's kind of like how Baruto is from, mm -hmm. as something like the transition. Yeah. Even though Goku can go Super Saiyan 4, it just doesn't really make sense. Like, as a yeah. transition-wise, I don't know what the fuck happened to Vegeta. He looks like a mechanic now. But, <laughs> and then Super, I've never watched Super, but we yeah. will get into that as well, for sure, for sure. But, yeah, definitely if you can. Dragon Ball Z, for sure. Dragon Ball Z, it, for sure. It might be on the end of, like, whenever I run out, because there's a whole bunch on my list still that I still need to watch, um, and that are on, like, a priority right after I finish One Piece. Mm -hmm. But, It'll probably be on the list whenever I like run out of things to watch. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I need I need something to just kind of chill out and grind. Yeah, I would um, definitely put that on the back burner. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely gonna be a grind. Yeah, definitely. Because it's not it's not one of the craziest things to watch, but like when I was a kid, I'm like, this is above all. But now if yeah. I watch it, it's like you know what I'm saying? Reality's kind of like, set in too much for me to enjoy this. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But now the next, the, ne the next topic I want to go over, because I know a lot of people don't really know too much about anime, but the next thing I want to talk about was the first video I ever saw from you. Mm -hmm. I think I was, like, in my bathroom scrolling YouTube shorts, but I saw your video, and it was you talking about the 1v1 tournament that you had with your students, all right? Yeah. Now, I can explain what I saw, but I want you to explain it because obviously you're going to explain it a little bit better. So walk yeah. us through that. That 1v1 tournament you had at the end of the semester with your students. So this was last year. Um, I figured out a way because the biggest thing for an alternative school teacher is essentially 
the way I explain it to like friends and family who like kind of don't understand how chaotic it can be. Um, and it, let me preface, these are all great kids. They're great kids from broken families or no families at all. Shit home lives, crazy trauma. Just like, you know what I mean? Just they didn't deserve the life that they got. Mm -hmm. um, so let me just start by saying that. But essentially what it is, is let's say my school is in the middle of a circle. Mm -hmm. And the radius to the middle of the circle from each end, right, is like 40 miles, let's say, 30 mm -hmm. miles. And so we cover schools, school districts, with a diameter of 60 miles, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's say there's a total of like 13 school districts, right? Mm -hmm. I have the worst behaved kid from 6 through 12 from every single school district. Jesus. So, so that, that's the way I kind of explain it to people. Now, keep in mind, the worst behaved, right? Mm -hmm. And then when they come to my school, it, it, it just depends on like if... Because you'll get this report of these kids of like their their expulsion, right? And their mm -hmm. disciplinary reports of... And it's packets long of just write-ups, 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 suspensions, suspensions, expulsions. And it's some of the stupidest shit. Like, <laughs> like it'll be like, Timmy wouldn't, uh, wouldn't put down his headphones today. Or Timmy wouldn't stop burping in class. And it's like, mm -hmm. dude, come on, just, just manage that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just... It's just these teachers who who just want these kids out and they'll do anything to because if you stack a report, then eventually once something does pop off, that's serious and needs attention. Yeah. And they look at the reports and they say, oh, well, this kid's gotten in trouble every single day the last mm. year. Mm -hmm. So it just depends <clears throat> on what kind of batch you get. Um, but for the most part, that's how I explain it to people. And so being that these are all different kids in different grade levels from different schools. Um, you have to have incentives for these kids. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to come in and do work in terms of like math and science and English and social studies. Like no one wants to do that shit. I understand that. And so having these incentives in place kind of allow me to give them external motivation to then complete their assignments, which then helps the classroom uh, uh, like management um, in terms of control, right? And so one of the incentives that I, that I thought of was um, if my kids are on a level four for two weeks in a row, and a level four just means um, it's our level system, which means they have good behavior and they have their stuff done, right? Mm -hmm. And they get a new level at the end of each week. It's kind of like when you had like flashcards as a kid. Yeah. Like if you got in trouble, you had to go to the red flashcard, mm -hmm. but it's, a, it's like a weekly basis thing. So okay. it, it'd be like at the end of the week, you got a green flashcard. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just the highest level that you can be in terms of like your academic um, like status and behavior. So four and is the highest, correct? Four is the highest. So okay. if they're on a level four for two weeks in a row, then they could bring in their council of choice. And because I have a, a bunch of monitors in the room that we don't use, um, and I'll let them use my monitor as well. And they can play uh, whatever game they want as long as there's a permission slip signed. Because I say on the permission slip, um, some of the I've seen that some of the kids enjoy the games Call of Duty and, and Minecraft and Roblox and all this stuff. And so they have to get that signed first. So a lot of the comments were like, how are you letting these kids play those games? I was like, dude, just trust me. That's the least <laughs> thing you need to worry yeah. about at this point. Yeah. But like what? so once they get that signed, then they can bring in their console. And once their work is done for that day, then they can play the game. 
And so when all the kids got done with their work, there was like a day where three kids brought in, it was like two or three kids brought in their consoles, right? And I bring in my gaming laptop, which is a pretty nice laptop that I don't use for anything else other than that, Mm -hmm. which uh, honestly, I'm trying to sell. So whoever's watching this and wants to buy a gaming laptop that is hardly ever used, it's very, very good. I bought it for like $2,100. Got a 3080 in it. Um, It's just a beast of a laptop that I hardly ever use. But Mm -hmm. I do bring it on Fridays for my kids. Mm -hmm. And so this was at the time where Monorail for 2019 was out. And I was playing it every single day. Like this is where I was addicted to Call of Duty. I was making content every day. And my kids knew that I made content. So that's what kind of like sparked them to start playing Call of Duty. Because not a lot of them did. But then that's they fire. saw that I was playing Call of Duty. And then they were like, oh shit, like I want to play Call of Duty too. So a lot of them first started playing. And I was like, okay, let's do a Call of Duty tournament. Like we'll do a free-for-all tournament on speedball. And the kids are all hyped. Everyone's joining. Because I had uh, primarily guys. And Mm -hmm. I think my only girl that was there wasn't there that day. So it was all Mm. dudes in the class and every single kid. I think there was like seven total or maybe eight. They were all playing or they're all in the tournament. So it was a single elimination and the winner of the tournament got to face me. And so they're going through the tournament and I think it was like to 20, it was either 20 or 30, whatever the free for all is. And they could use any gun that they wanted. Um, Okay. I kind of told them that like, (laughs) use the same gun so it's not a disadvantage but they weren't like good enough to kind of like make that an advantage if that makes sense mm-hmm. like if a guy's using a kilo and the other guy's using an mp5 it's so balanced because of their inexperience to call of duty but <laughs> there, were, yeah. there were a couple kids who were pretty nice mm-hmm. um in terms of their movement and shot and their centering wasn't there you know the very hard analytical stuff wasn't exactly there but for the most part, they were decent Call of Duty. They kind of had thumbs. You feel me? To put it in perspective, they would be like 1.2 KDs in a in a like a pub, right? All right, okay. So so they go through this tournament, and it's like really close at the end, like where it was like 19 to 19, and we'll, we'll use the code name Terry again. Terry ends up winning it, and he's sweating buckets now. He's like, oh <laughs> yeah. And, and, to this day, I wish that I could have put like a cam, like a face cam on my face and his face. But for legal reasons, obviously, you can't do that. Yeah. But dude, oh, my God, I wish I would have. So we're playing and I let him get like the first five kills. I was using a sniper, a car 98, and I let him use whatever he wanted. I said, hey, you can use a sniper. You can use a kilo, an MP5. Use whatever you want to use. Mm-hmm. What so was he get- rocking? I think he was rocking the Growl and the MP5. So he was running an overkill, which was kind of tough on his end. But he was running a Growl and Speedball and an MP5. Mm -hmm. And so I let him get the first five kills. And he's like, you know, these kids, they they just talk shit the whole time. So they're like, you suck. You suck, Sanderson. I'm like, dude, come on. Let me show you what what this is all about. Who the fuck said I I was a nice teacher? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... The amount of like shit that these kids give me on a day to day basis because we have that relationship, mm-hmm. I had to just put him down and, and let him understand that, like, hey, there's levels to this big dog, and you'll understand that. And so I start putting him in a spawn trap. And I, I'm oh, telling you God. right now, I'm not missing a single shot. And he's just like, he's tw- like every kill, he's like, he's one of those guys that like moves when he like is moving. <laughs> He's like, which is why I would love, I would have loved to put a camera on his face because he's like this, like, like whenever he's dodging, mm-hmm. and every time he dies, like to me in the spawn trap, he's like, like, 
what the fuck? Like he's screaming at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, uh, I'm losing it at this point. Just straight losing it. And I have a, so I have a paraprofessional in my room at all times. Who's yeah. kind of like an extra teacher um, in terms of, cause all these kids need like one-on-one direct instruction whenever they are like doing their assignments. And so she's losing it. <laughs> she's never seen this kid act that way. Right. Or even like speak that way. And she's just losing it. So I'm losing it. She's losing it. And he's flipping shit because he's like, <laughs> holy shit. Right. <laughs> so the game ends up like 30 to like, I don't even know, seven or oh eight. Oh my maybe. gosh. <laughs> and, and granted, this started out five zero. Like I let him get the first five and then I just put him in a blend. I think I, I want to say that I 360 him at the end. Oh God. I, I, I do want to say that I think I got a, a hit marker and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just want to end it. And so then I just, you know, kill them, whatnot. But after that, he was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was the only time that I 1v1'd. Actually, no, it wasn't the only time that I 1v1'd because I did it the year before, but it wasn't like a tournament. He just mm-hmm. like brought in his PS5 and we played split screen on mm-hmm. shipment, which was, which was weird because me playing on PS5, I hadn't played on a console in like four years at that point. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little weird beat him too but it wasn't the like <laughs> same type of uh atmosphere that this mm-hmm. one was and it, i tell you what it was one of the coolest moments that i've ever experienced because of the fact that like all the kids who would give me shit on a day-to-day basis were finally like holy shit like you're actually like because for a long time during that year you know, they watched my videos and whatnot, but they thought that I was running a Cronus or they thought that I had wall hacks because they're like, there's no way you're hitting these clips. And I'm like, oh, they I thought you were hacking. They That's thought cool. I was hacking. So then when they saw it for the first time, they were like, holy shit. It was crazy because like, I don't know. I was just like, guys, you got to understand that like, this isn't like anything abnormal for someone who's been playing call of duty for 16 years like oh yeah obviously i'm i'm gonna be good at the game but it just depends on how much you play and how dedicated you are because mm-hmm. you're not going to be good if you just hop on for the first time ever or the second time ever and just expect to be like your favorite streamer you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it was kind of a learning lesson for them as well. Like, hey, guys, I've been playing this for over a decade. How old? I've been playing this for older than how old some of you guys are. You guys are 12, 13. I've been playing this longer than you have been alive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was absolutely ass growing up um, at Call of Duty. Because my first Call of Duty was World at War. Mm-hmm. When when COD 4 was out during its like time of that being the Call of Duty out, I was playing Halo 3. I was mm-hmm. a Halo kid. Um, absolutely fell in love with that. And then I, I transitioned into World at War when that came out, but I was horrible. Like, I don't know if you remember back then, but you had to unlock the sniper scope on the snipers in order to run a sniper scope. So it started out with like mm-hmm. Springfield and car, like a- a- iron sight. And you had to get yeah. headshots with the iron sight in order to unlock the sniper scope. And being ass at, at Call of Duty back then, that was one of the hardest things ever because aim assist is not like it was or bro. It, like it today, bro. It was actually hard it to was, man aim back then and be good. So I don't think I got good until like um, in terms of like competitively, I didn't get good until Ghost. 
Um, mm. I was a very good sniper in Modern Warfare 2. I think I have 100 days played on Modern Warfare 2, but it was it was solely like trick shotting and free-for-alls and watching FaZe growing up, ill cams, shit like that. Like that was just, that was when I got so addicted to Call of Duty that it got to the point where when Black Ops 2 came out, which is my favorite Call of Duty of all time, I got banned from my parents. They took away my Xbox and banned me from playing Call of Duty because of how addicted I was. I would, come home, I would come home from practice and instantly hop on the game until like 3, 4 a.m. And I would fail my tests at school and <laughs> I would like, do my homework. I was mm-hmm. so addicted to the game that they banned me from it. And so during that time, I was like, fuck, I got up. Like all my friends are playing Call of Duty. What am I going to do? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so after practice every day, I would go to my friend's house. And he had Black Ops 2. And so we would play Smart. on his Xbox. And so I kind of finessed that way. But mm-hmm. I didn't really take it serious, serious in terms of competitive play until Advanced Warfare. And that's when I found, um, like, the, the competitive teams, Optic, Phase, all those teams, um, C9, whatever. And I've been following religiously um, since then, since AW. And I, I've watched all of this stuff previous, but that was after the fact that I got hooked. So... When, you know, Optic had uh, Scump, Nade, um, Formal, and was it Krim? Yeah, Scump, Nade, Formal, and Krim. That was the first team that I ever watched. And they were winning everything in AW. And this is before Karma came on. And so I got so hooked that I was like, fuck, like this has been going on for for years now. Mm -hmm. So then I watched every, I'm not bullshitting you, every single tournament, all the way dating back to Black Ops 1. And I didn't watch like Mono for two, like competitive or I've yeah. seen it, but I haven't like really watched every tournament. I watched every single tournament dating back to Black Ops one mm-hmm. because I was so addicted to the competitive scene. And I think that's what made me fall in love with Call of Duty even more mm-hmm. was the fact that like, okay, I'm getting really good and I want to continue getting really good because th- this is so addicting. Mm-hmm. And around that time when jetpacks came out all my in real life friends for the most part stopped playing they hated jetpacks and i'm like now look what we have to get real good now mm-hmm. like because stuff controllers started becoming a thing and you could battle or, i mean battle beaver wasn't out back then i don't think but like an elite controller was out back yeah. then and so i was like fuck these games are actually really fun but the people who just played to play Call of Duty, the people who like the, I guess you could consider OG. I consider myself an OG because I played back then. Yeah. But the old heads, I, I would say, didn't really enjoy jetpacks because there was a huge skill gap to them. I mean, I let's love jetpacks, man. I love jetpacks, bro. Yep. Same here. Like, let's be honest. There's a huge skill gap to those games because of the fact that, like, not only do you have to shoot straight, but you have to shoot straight in midair, which. For for example, like a game like IW Infinite Warfare, people hated that game. I was I loved the game so much because that was one of my best games. Like for example, every one of my friends, for the most part, did not play IW because it, the graphics were shit. It was too futuristic, and I understand. I completely agree. But I played that game more than any other game other than Modern Warfare Two because of how good i was i guess you could not to like sound arrogant or anything but i just played religiously every single day after i got off from work i would play eights um i would play S D wagers i would play gbs whatever it was whatever i could play i was playing it mm-hmm. and 
it was just a time that I don't think we'll ever <laughs> we'll ever see again in, in terms of Call of Duty because I was so addicted to hopping on and playing competitively, multiplayer, whatever it was. Um, I haven't had that same itch in terms of multiplayer specifically mm-hmm. since like Black Ops 4. I think that's the last one where I played a, an S&D wager or like a, a Money 8 or anything of that sort. Because of the fact that obviously it's been so fucking dog shit these last couple of years, but then Warzone revived my my competitive um, spark and God that game was so good too. So mm-hmm. you know what's one thing I love about content creators? What's that? They answer like I I have like four questions lined up here. You literally just answered all of them without even <laughs> saying anything. Like I you just you just went into it and kept going. So I'm like that's why I'm just here like mm-hmm. I'm like he's answering that yeah. one. Okay, next one. He answered that all one. Right. Too. <laughs> he's, he's just going. I'm like I'm let him go. I'm gonna let him go. Because <laughs> you have to like progress through the yeah. I guess the the years I guess mm-hmm. you could say of like how this game has evolved and and how you evolved with it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, because there's a whole timeline behind it, which is why I have yeah. these questions to sort of like build up on right. it and you already answered it because, like I said, there's a point where you had that sort of inclination where, yes, you are pretty bad at Call of Duty. I was, bro, I was, mm-hmm. I was so, like, I was, I wasn't just bad. bad. I was dog like shit. Yeah. I sucked. I don't know how I was so bad at Call of Duty, but I was yeah. bad at Call of Duty. Like, I was really right. bad at Call of Duty for up until, like, Black Ops 2, I was pretty decent when it came to snipers, but then that's why I say I love jetpack games, because that was when it was like, all right, now there's more to just, this guy's camping in a corner, or this guy's right. camping up in that window, I'm, I'm getting shrieked on, oh, ooh, fucking well, I'm done. Now it's yeah. like, you want to sit in that window? All right, bet. I'm going to, because I love, I love Black Ops 3, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to slide in the middle, like, you know what I'm saying, in the middle between two buses. I'm going to wall run against the buses. I'm going to do that little hop up above the yeah. bus. Wall bounce. You know, wall bounce and make one burst you out the window. Yeah. And then I hear yeah. the hot mic of you getting mad. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, there we go. And then the let's say it's domination. First yeah. round ends. I get called all types of racial slurs and types of insults. I'm like, yep. That's why yeah. I like to hear. <laughs> what motivates you? You know what I'm saying? Keep it coming. Yeah, keep it coming. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I turn on my mic because obviously I was, I was like, what, fucking 15, 16 when that game dropped. So I'm. I'm saying whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm saying whatever the flying fuck back to yep. him. So it's just one of those things where it's like there's a whole timeline to it. Like there's a whole build up behind it, you know? There really is. There really is, man. And the thing I'm that and the thing that I like how you mentioned is like, bro, there's no way you're gonna get good at something without extreme amounts of time no. playing, bro. Unless you're like a, a super freak like Shroud and, and Yeah and Seth, Scump, Abner like unless you're someone who just is so talented that no matter what you play at the at the beginning of playing it you're going to be godlike because there are people in between where like for example I hopped into Apex uh probably I want to say like uh 2 months ago right mm-hmm. and I hadn't played Apex since like the first day it came out mm-hmm. um and Apex is I I didn't understand it at the time but Holy shit, there's a skill gap in that game. Oh, like, it's a huge no skill other. gap. It's unreal. It's a very fun game, too. And so I was horrible at it. For the like, Obviously, anybody can shoot their gun straight, right? Mm-hmm. But it's how you transition into uh, gunplay and tacticals and uh, ability usage and uh, passive usage, movement, and all these different things. And for the longest time, I, for the first, like, couple days i would say i just could not get myself 
out of the mud in terms of my movement was so shit because I didn't understand the mechanics. I didn't understand the timings of slides and I couldn't wall bounce or do any of that fancy shit. So I would just go into a firing range and just shoot bots and just move around the map as, as quickly as I could and, and try different things. I would, I configured my controller to do, cause you can't tap strafe on controller mm-hmm. unless you go through steam. And my like, boy, configure. Mikey told me this. Yes. <laughs> so once I learned that I was like, Oh shit, like this is about to get real fun. And so I played it for like a month and a half and I got pretty fucking good in terms of like, I was very confident one V three in any team. In terms of like the lobbies that I would get in, I was very confident. Um, I had a couple buddies who were playing it with me. My brother is is very good at Apex, and they're still playing it to this day. But I think I I just I stopped on a dime completely playing it because of the fact that I thought X Defiant was going to come out here in these next whatever it's supposed to come out. So Pat Price, get on your shit, all right? I know you've been saying end of summer. It's the end of summer, big Mark girl. Rubin. Where the so, fucking game at, bro? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? And and. I played the X Defiant beta and or in the alpha and the beta and holy fuck, I like that game a lot. That game has a huge skill gap because of the mm-hmm. movement. The guns are super fun to use. I was using the ACR every single game, just twerking on kids. Um, so I was planning on playing that until the new COD came out, but I, I guess I'm not gonna play it because I don't know when the fuck it's gonna come out. I don't know when the game's coming out. I know I know they say there's issues in terms of like publishing and I, I get there's that, but then now I was seeing a couple of tweets about it today too. We're at the point where it's like the game's on like let's say let's say Marvel for three is halfway decent. That's yeah. a lot of competition. Even right. if it's halfway decent. Because yeah. Cause even if it's shit, it's still competition. Oh, yeah, 100%. If it, it has to be like, it has to be worse than Marvel for a three, and it's still somewhat competition. But what I'm saying is, like, bro, I get that they're possibly, I, I get somebody's going to be like, well, you don't know what it takes to make a game. Well, I'm a consumer, so who gives a fuck? You know what I'm saying? I'm not supposed to care because I'm a consumer. I'm just going to want the game to want to play it. And then we're at the point where we don't have the game, and it's September 12th. And yeah. it's up in the air at this point. Hearing that it's up in the air, I'm like, great. We're communicating. At first, the communication was like, all right, I appreciate the communication. Thank you guys for letting us know. But now I'm like, all right, where the fuck's the game now? <laughs> we, right. we need the game now. Like, I'm I'm serious, serious. I'm at the point where I stream, and I don't know what the fuck I'm going to play. Like, I, yeah, I just, I've gotten to a point where I, I just feel like that's why I transitioned into taking my camera to the gym is because mm-hmm. there was nothing that I enjoyed playing or making content on, but I still had the itch to make content. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, what do I do every day? Well, I go to the gym for two hours a day. Let's just take it there and bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then I started making it that sort of content, but I'm still itching to play call of duty. Like I, that, there's nothing more fun to me than, than hopping on a call of duty that I enjoy and making content. There's, there's nothing on this earth that makes me more happy than doing that. Um, especially when I enjoy it because it's just, it, it just, I don't know. There's something about the nostalgic feeling of it, of, of playing a video game, but not playing a video game just to play the video game, playing the video game to try to achieve something that you've dreamed of doing and being since you were 14, 13. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know. And also another thing that's big with me is skill gaps with Call of Duties. Like yeah. it, it, it feels, I know it's going to sound crazy, but harder Call of Duties are more fun to me. It's, it's yeah, crazy. That's yeah, yeah. Cause think about it, right? What we have now is all right. Let's say for example, there's a guy, let's say there's a bomb site, right? Let's, let's mm-hmm. say there's a bomb site and there's a certain peak at this bomb site, right? And it's like, holy fuck, this guy can see everything. He can shoot you no matter which direction you're coming from. He can see, right? It's the God spot, right? 
Now, in a jetpack Call of Duty, I can like wall run, sort of like jump up a little bit, you know what I'm saying, peek over the bus a little bit, you know, all kinds of crazy things. You can improvise a lot because it's a jetpack Call of Duty. I can even yeah. slide, I can even pop active camo, go through, maybe I got dead silence and awareness and, well, let's say I got dead silence and like blast suppressor from like Black Ops 3 or something. I got those perks. You can't hear a thing. You can't hear me yeah. at all. I'm moving, and I got active camo, so now I'm invisible. I, I don't exist on the map, right? Mm-hmm. There's all there's those things to help you, but now we don't have specialists. We don't have specialist abilities, weapons. You know, we, we don't we don't we don't got no slide that actually the whatever the fuck we got now sucks. Still, we don't really have any advanced movement. No extra form of there's there's no like method of outplaying people. I could throw a smoke. You die in two bullets. If you're getting L triggered by a good player, you're dead. Sorry, you're dead. It's, that's if you're it. getting L triggered by a good player in Modern Warfare 2, you're dead. Sorry. You're dead. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it, man. And honestly, the way these maps are designed, let's be honest, they're they're fucking horrible. I, there's yeah, not a yeah. single map I enjoy from the past three Call of Duties. I mean, Modern Warfare 2019 had a few, but past three Call of Duties, like Cold War, I mean, what did Cold War have? I mean, they kind of had, I guess Checkmate was... I mean, they had Raid, but that, I mean, that's a Black Ops 2 map, so yeah. it's, I, mean, I, don't, I don't count it. Yeah, Cold War, I mean, Garrison, maybe, if you like that. But, I mean, like yeah. I said, there, there's there's no good maps within the last... Since since Black Ops 4, I would say there isn't, like, two good maps that you can name. Like, I can name probably three good maps from Black Ops 4. Frequency, Arsenal. Ooh, mm-hmm. um, there's probably another one that I'm forgetting. Maybe Hacienda. Yeah, I was about to say Hacienda, yep. I don't know. But, like, Modern Warfare 2019, I Gunrunner, maybe? Gunrunner, Hackney Yard. Right. Maybe. I mean, but, but even Hackney Yard, P2, like, good luck breaking that <sighs> shit. The fuck was that? You know what I mean? Good <laughs> map, but, like, in terms of, like, the spawn system and, 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 and the hills, like, dude, how are you going to break P2 with, with fucking Arsides holding top, whatever it was, green? Like, I, there's mm. no, you know what I mean? It's just, they don't make maps like they used to. And it, it's, it sucks because that's, Literally twenty five percent of the game is. The I've li- I've literally yeah. said, bro. I've li- I've literally said, bro. Hey, whoever's at the studio, they don't test the maps at all. There's no way they do. Cause, and it's anybody that says, oh well, yeah, there's definitely a process where they do. Look at senior border crossing. No, I, you couldn't pay me a thousand bucks an hour to yeah. lie and say I like that game. That is yeah. that that is the war. I'm I'm just confused. Like people in tuxedos sat and said, "Yeah, that looks great." Like what the fuck? Like it's the the cars explode the second you run through the map. You run through the map, blow up, die. Okay, the the, the land on the left. All right, go through there, get sniped, boom. Or you go behind a couple cars. Let's say you go behind the cars, you still get shot in the foot by two snipers. You're dead. Completely makes sense. And then there's no right side of the map. There's no right lane. So it's either you go through the cars or you go through this dumb hallway with a trash can as your only cover. And I'm just like, how, like, what process allowed you guys to say yes? Like, what process went through for you guys to green light this fucking map, bro? The next question I had, I had to ask. I kind of could, I could low-key guess the first two that you're going to say, but I don't know the third one. So I got to I got to ask, what are your top three Call of Duties? And I, this isn't the top three Call of Duties of all time. It's Sid's top three Call of Duties. Well, I think it's both. Um, Black okay. Ops 2, Modern Warfare 2, and Black Ops 3. Those are my top three. 
they've probably been my top three for a long time. And you could in the the way that I categorize them is in a um, a, a mix of competitive standpoint, how well it played, how balanced it was, guns, maps, things of that sort, how fun it was, and skill gap. And I think the reason why Black Ops 2 sits at the top for me is because it had literally the perfect mix that you could ever make in Call of Duty. It had a pick 10 system. It had great camos that you could buy for like a dollar. Yep. A dollar? Dude, like now you have to buy one camel for 20 bucks because it's all about a price tag. Um, but that's a whole different story. The maps were great. I can name 10 maps off the top of my head that are just fucking awesome. Every single competitive map could be played for hardpoint, for search, for cap the flag, every single one. And, and there's a reason why we remake half of those maps because they were good maps and they put effort into them and they were tested and they were considered for every aspect of the game. Um, so I think Black Ops 2 just had the perfect balance of that. Um, Modern Warfare 2 for the one nostalgic feeling. Uh, two, the sniping for me was just unlike anything else and unlike any time that I've ever experienced. Uh, phase Zill cams, just everything that revolved around that. I don't know if you remember, but Optic Predators montage was mm-hmm. in uh, Modern for 2, and that's one of the greatest montages of all time, in my opinion. Um, what else? Just the the overall feel that I got playing Modern for 2, the amount of time I spent, that's why it ranks at number two. And then number three, um, then we get more into like the uh, the time where I started getting good at Call of Duty in terms of like, I played this game religiously because of how fun it was, how uh, visually appealing it was. Dark Matter Camo, probably the best oh, Dark Matter Camo we've ever top had. Tier, man. All running, the skill gap, the guns. I mean, come on. The VMP, the M8, the Man of War, like the maps, fringe, fringe uplink, fringe hardpoint, fringe S and D. Like, dude, it just Fringe was the comp map. It really was. Yeah, it's it's it was so fun to play and 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 pubs were so fun as well so um, fun. you get raps and and you're just floating around the map killing anything in sight um so yeah i would say definitely black ops 2 modern warfare 2 and black ops 3 that's crazy because you have the exact top three that i have i'm not joking in the same order i would flip bo3 and mw2 for this okay. one reason Makes sense. So the I'm not sure if you're familiar. Are you familiar with like um, Plutonium and X Labs? Yeah. So the thing with X Labs, right, is I was playing it on my PC with my my PS4 controller, and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, this is small for two. You get the same nostalgic feeling. The problem is, is that going back and playing Modern Warfare Two, it, it, it makes you real. Like at the time, it was very fun. Even when yep. I play it now, it still gives you that great nostalgic feeling. You're like, you just miss the sounds of the guns. You miss the, the maps and everything. The problem is, the game is pretty it, It's pretty annoying to play. I'm not oh, going to lie to you. It is, it is pretty annoying to play that game. Because just the way people played and the way we're, what we're accustomed to at this point, that is like just so far in terms of like movement speed time to kill certain innovations there's no quick draw there's no like um i mean a slight hand in that game but just a bunch of other things like small things like sensitivity there's ads sensitivity now and all these other like different settings obviously that came with time but now it's like we're so used to these things and now we go back and play more for a tune we're like holy shit this is annoying to play yeah <laughs> you know and then 
Actually, go ahead. Go ahead. You were about to say something. You no, know, I was going to say there's a video that I made um, probably a year ago at this point, and it popped off on YouTube Shorts, and it was – I knew it would get views because of how controversial it was, so I knew what I was doing. Um, but I essentially said, you don't miss – the original Modern Warfare 2. You just missed the nostalgic feeling. You missed having Thank getting you. on your Xbox and there being 99 people online. You miss uh, talking with your friends on the OG Xbox mics. You miss being able to hop in a bare bones pro and lock the lobby and boost with your friends. If you can go back that far and remember, like you just you you miss the feeling of playing Modern Warfare 2. If Modern Warfare 2, the OG, came out today. You'd play it for a little bit until you realized how fucking, you know, shit it is compared to what we can have. Exactly. Right? Not not what we have, but what we can have. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I it, I, I knew that that would be a controversy because half the comments were, I, I think there was like, I want to say there was like 15,000 comments and half were, you're so right. And half were fuck you, you don't understand, like, that game was so good, and then those people, those two sides just... They're arguing with each other under comments. And I'm like, yeah, keep commenting, you know what I mean? I love videos like that, because I'll be looking, and I'm like, I'll look at my notification, and I'm like, ah, it says 9 plus. I'm like, what's going on today? I'm looking at it, it's just these two people going back and forth, like... I actually got a video taken down for that, because of it was considered hate speech, because they were just, (laughs) they were roasting each other in the comments. I had a video, and it was doing really well it was one of those videos that we post and it's like instantly going and, I, and i'm like fuck yeah let's go like this is nice to feel again and then they got taken down at like 200k for hate speech and i was like how the fuck so i appealed it and they were like i had this guy reach out to me and he said your comment section wasn't being filtered correctly or, or filtered enough or something along those lines and i was like mm-hmm. oh God, that's not up to me dog like what am i supposed to do turn off my comments completely like yeah like what damn no it's it's funny because I've I've had videos even on my TikTok before. I'm not gonna lie, I'll go in there, man, and they'll be like, like it'll be I'll say something in the video and somebody either one agrees with me or disagrees with me, but he says something and somebody under it says, You probably have never played Call of Duty or this is that and third. And the guy under him says, Dude, what the fuck are you talking about? I probably destroy you, this is that and third. And he's like, dude, your profile picture is this is that, there's no way you're better than me, and da 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 da. Then their moms and he's saying, Fuck you, you're an orphan. And I'm like, bro, what is going on here? <laughs> they just go to war with each other, man. They go to war, man. So the fact that you had said that it got taken off, and I'm like, mm, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause sometimes the comments aren't even like, but the great thing about it is, is that person keeps clicking on the video. And more than likely, the video is playing as they're typing a comment. So that's watch yeah, time. The watch time is going up like crazy. The uh, the percentage completion is going up like crazy because it's just on a straight loop. On a straight loop, man. Yeah. And you know, you know, they're backspacing, typing, backspacing. Right. Oh, there, right. man. There was one guy I had a TikTok video. This guy responded to like, bro, like fucking. I woke up thinking this video is going ape shit, bro. Mm-hmm. And then I opened the the freaking notifications, and I'm like. The same guys respond to like 18 different comments. He's just talking shit. That's the worst. Because you, you see the 99 plus and it's just one dude. And you're like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, like this dude cracked his knuckles and said, yeah. ah, it's that day today. Right, <laughs> just a keyboard warrior. He's cool. like, let's get busy. Going ham, bro. I'm like, bro, yeah. there's no way, man. But nah, 100%. I agree with what you're saying. It's the fact that we missed the game in combination with the time setting because even though x labs is gone which fuck you call duty for doing that i get the whole ip thing but 
still fun. I hate you guys for that. So, I have an Xbox. I have an Xbox One that I bought strictly just for playing like older Call of Duty's because they fixed up the servers for CODs from I think it was COD Four to like Black Ops. No, like MW Three. I think it was. This yeah. is Black Ops Two, but holy fuck, yep. it's full of hackers. Yeah. Neo 2 is still full of hackers. So yeah, I man. bought it to play that. And I'm like, all right, I can make some content with these games. Uh, mm-hmm. It's crazy because now I have no time to make that kind of content. <laughs> so the thing is, like, when I go back and play it, and I'm like, see, playing it on PC was cool. Obviously, you have mm-hmm. a higher frame rate. I overclocked the shot of my controller, so fast response time. I'm right. in Discord. The graphics look much better. Obviously, the game runs a lot smoother. And I'm playing on a PlayStation controller just because I'm used to playing with the PlayStation controller. Yeah. Now, we went from all that to 120 FPS, or however, whatever the output was in the OG MW2. It's not 120 FPS just because I have an Xbox. It's still freaking, you know what I'm saying, still like subpar. So now yeah. it's like I have the frame rate that we have now. And then on top of that, to add on to it, I'm on an Xbox controller, which I'm not used to playing at all. And then it's like now we're at like we're, we're there's no like fast response time. There's no overclock control. So now I'm playing it without it's almost like you were rich and now you gotta live life just like being broke all of a sudden snap of the fingers so now i'm like man this shit sucks (laughs) i'm like this game sucks it's hard oh yeah like those games were hard to play we didn't realize it at the time because we're good at them or or Mm -hmm. we're getting good at them oh yeah we got time to play yeah you're adapted to console and the response time of console like you could get a one uh millisecond response uh response time monitor mm-hmm. but the xbox can only fucking do so much you know yep. what i mean you can get a scuff controller or you could get an elite controller but the xbox can only do so much so can only do so much you really just had to adapt to what you were on because like i mean back in the day we all played on fucking big tvs like we weren't playing on monitors right mm-hmm. but we're getting good on those tvs because that's what we're accustomed to yeah and now that we're accustomed to these you know high npcs and 120 frames or 200 frames even overclock controllers to 8,000 megas or whatever it is if you have a ps5 controller mm-hmm. compared to like an xbox controller or a ps4 controller it's just we're so blessed now i would say and it, which makes it a lot easier um added in with dynamic aim assist which mm. completely fucking ruined call of duty but that's another story that shit oh, made bombs good Man, it, it makes it, and not even just that. We're talking about not even just skill based matchmaking. Yeah, we have skill based hit reg. We have skill based yeah. time to kill. We have yeah. skill based input delay. I'm like, bro, everything's controlled at this point. Cause I'm like, yeah. I'll die to somebody, and I'm like, he's not better than me. <laughs> right. I, I'm walking right. back and forth in this tiny space, like, bro, he's not better than me. He's not better than me. Like, how how did I die? How did I lose? How did I die so fast? Like, how do I lose that? But then you sit back and think, and I'm like, I forgot what game it was. I think it was, I think it was it was Cold War. So, cause Cold War, I remember Cold off the top of my head. That game at first ran like shit on my mm. PC, but I tell yeah. you right now, that skill based. Top, they made the skill based first before they made the game. I can tell. I can tell they did. So I was in a pretty decent looking lobby. You know what I'm saying? It was a few bums on the other team. It was it was like two sweats, but I'm like, this lobby was just I'm getting destroyed by these bums. Now I'm like, they got like level not to dog on them, but they're like level 35. They're they got like sniper scopes on AK 74s. I'm like, what the flying fuck's going on? I'm getting gunned by this shit. Yeah. My, I'm I'm getting 
lag spikes, latency spikes. You know that little symbol that appears whenever you're getting, like, yep, back and burst? Yes. yes, bro. Whenever dude, I see it, I'm just like, dude. Bro. I've had such a hard time with that, yep. Seeing that, and I'm like, all right, it's popping up, but it's not. I'm not in a gunfight. And then it goes away. You're like, all right, great. You, you get into a gunfight. It pops up. You lose the gunfight. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I was in that lobby. I thought I was... I thought I had to retire, bro. I thought I was like, man, I might, I might just need, I might just need to just full on just quit this shit, sell everything. I'm not yeah. gonna call of duty no more. Next lobby I get into, full of sweats from top to bottom, and I'm like, I kid you not, bro. I was on like a like a 13 ping. All of a sudden, that my response time was crazy. I'm like, so why is it I have a great response time, great latency, and a lobby full of sweats, which I was getting dogged on, so that shit really didn't matter. But oh. Now that I had a lobby I could have done great in, now I'm lagging. Somehow I'm connected to Bangladesh in Texas. You know, like all these other dumb facts are affecting. And I'm like, why does this only happen whenever I'm playing like halfway decent players? And then mm. I'm really putting it together and I'm like, bro, everything's controlled. Top yeah. to bottom is. Um, and I'm like, why? And why is it controlled? So they can make some more money. Yeah, and then, and, and they've even like admitted it. They're yeah. like, yeah, we're, we're doing everything we can to make... The, the casual player stay on the game and have a good time. I'm like, the fuck? The people are going to play the game. You're always going to make millions. Plural, millions. You're always going to make millions, no matter how bad or good the game is. So it's like, please just at least somewhat try to appeal to the people who really fucking die for this game. The people who are putting it out to casuals every single day. The people like fucking scump and nick Merckx and tim the Tapman, all these guys who get fucking thousands of viewers every single day new ones that is too watching mm -hmm. every single day being like oh this game looks really fun it looks like my favorite streamers having a really good time play this game what is it i've never seen this game oh it's call of duty maybe i should buy that maybe i should download it it's like dude, you're always gonna have a consumer just please <laughs> market it <laughs> everyone not just the casuals yeah and make it how about we get a finished game for for once how about we just get a finished game how about like i'm not even really asking for That'll a whole lot like above all right like okay keep the skill base keep the, the dumb stupid shit okay i don't care just can the game be, be be finished when it drops like i played vanguard the beta that shit almost blew up my graphics card yeah, I mean, like, not only am I pulling 100 frames, my GPU temperature's at 86. Like, this thing's about to explode. Like, it's about to take off, grow legs, and get the fuck out this case because it's too hot, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, and then every time they drop a new update, it breaks the game even more. We had an update. They integrated uh, the Vanguard guns into Warzone. Fucked the whole game up. Shit yep. wasn't fixed for like three months. New update comes. New season. Guys are floating. Spikes are sticking out. Um, that My was character. wild. The, the fucking spike sticking out of the gun. That I'm shit like, was wild. I'm like, bro. Like, I, I, that's why I keep saying these guys don't. There's no. I, you can't convince. You can't point a gun at my head, life or death. Like, if you were to point a gun at me right now and say, say, I want you to change your opinion on that. I might die today. I'm not lying to you, bro. There's no way they test it because I'm like, bro. Yeah. What testing would y'all do, even if you do testing? Yeah. I'm like. New games dropping. Oh, we didn't expect this much traffic. How have you not expected to anticipate this kind of traffic for the past like ten years, bro? Just, just. I, I don't know. I guess, I guess, from the standpoint of a company, I guess, I because I've gotten a bit older, so I kind of understand it a little more. They're just hitting quotas. They're just hitting numbers, hitting yeah. benchmarks, metrics. So if it's like 
all right, our investors happy, cool, we're done. We yeah. Put our put our resources to other things. Like those those three thousand devs could be doing X Y Z to make it a lot better. But I'm like, they probably they probably want it to be better. They kind of they probably know it sucks, so they signed an NDA, so they can't say shit. Because, but they probably know this game sucks. But they're being pulled to work on some other project. Hey, go work on the cosmetics now. But we're like, but mm-hmm. we didn't get to finish that. The the the. the can't play that game. Oh no, it's fine. We we we're just gonna work on the skins over here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't want to get fired. They want to keep their jobs. They probably have families. They probably have kids. They probably have their own lives that they want to fund. Who knows? You know. And they probably get paid great money. So it's like, it's it, a. It, Go ahead. Another thing they talk it on talk about it or they have talked about it on the flank. The timing of when Call of Duty comes out. When's it come out? What month? Usually November. November. What month is after November? December. December. And people go on holiday break after mm. they come out with, you know, they've been working on the game for, I mean, supposed to be two years, right? It's supposed to be Quote two, unquote. three years that they've been working on it. So, but even if they worked on it for a year, probably they're going to take a holiday break right after it comes out. So that first couple months stretch of when it first gets released and you're like, uh hey there's a lot of things broken why are we not getting any sort of communication on when these things are going to be fixed or any sort of update like saying hey we 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 see you we hear you we're gonna fix it we're gonna try to at least right they don't give us jack shit they're like hey here you go all right now i'm good see you in hawaii whatever you know cancun sipping fruity drinks out of coconut he's typing on one message yeah i got got you bro throws to the side he throws in the sand forgets about it who cares right man It, it is, it is, it's a lot that goes into it, and the, the saddest part is, we were kids before when we first started being, a lot, a, a decent, a great deal of the fan base or the player base for Call of Duty are older people that once were kids, we were like, what, between the ages of like 5 to like 15, we were playing all these Call of Duties, so back then you could tell us, oh yeah, it's gonna get better, and we're like, yeah, we're still gonna buy the game, but now we're kinda at the point where it's like, alright, we're kinda older, some of us are businessmen, you know what I'm saying? Some of us own yeah. business. Some of us are just too old to be fooled around or to be toyed with. So when you say, oh, we're going to handle it, don't worry. We're like, no, there's no. S- somebody there. out there says that to people for a living. And they're like, yeah, they're not doing shit. So now it's harder to deceive us. And now it's yeah. like, we're like, all right, now it's the point where it's like, bro, we just want a good game. That's all we yeah. want. You know what I'm saying? We got some people got fucked up lives. Some people get up and dread work and they want to come back and they want to play Call of Duty because that's the probably the only thing they enjoy in life. Who knows? Now they're fucking now it's horrible. Now it's unplayable. So now we're now, now we're stuck at the point where it's like and a lot of us are content creators that make content. Both me and you, we both make content regarding um initially from Warzone. So it's really hard to just tell your whole fan base, hey, fuck Warzone. Hey, come watch me play this other fucking game. That's not, that's right. nowhere near similar to Call of Duty. At least X Defiant is somewhat similar in terms of mechanics. Yeah. Uh, the people who developed the game are were X Infinity Ward employee or yeah, Infinity Ward employees. Um, mm. I know Aix is on board in terms of like the development and uh, the behind the scenes right. when it comes to that game. So at least there's right. that. But then now it's like, okay, what happens if it's like not FPS? Just somebody enjoys something that isn't mainstream like there are people that go from like maybe maybe madden to 2k maybe they go from 2k to madden maybe they go from 2k to call of duty maybe they go from call of duty to 2k maybe they go from call of duty to like i don't know battlefield or fortnite to call of duty kind of like how aiden did aiden went from fortnite to call of duty freaking nick Merckx was playing fortnite he played call of duty before that 
from COD to, to Fortnite, then to Warzone, then now he plays Apex. So all of those games, even that Nick Merckx is playing, are still somewhat in like the a similar niche. Like everybody's played GTA, everybody's probably played Apex before, but now it's like, why don't you want to play? I don't fucking know. Um, maybe you only want to play story mode games now. You can't exactly tell your fan base, hey, this is what we're putting out now because this is what I enjoy. They're going to be like, I'm glad you enjoy it, but I kind of don't want to see you play this shit. <laughs> and it's up to them because that they're, they're spending their time and their life to go watch you. And if they just don't genuinely enjoy it, they're not going to watch it. So it yeah. has affected a lot more than just that casual sweat who just wants to just dog on kids. Like it's, it's more than that or more than that demographic is being affected. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's definitely a, a controversial topic in, in terms of like, cause there'll be a lot of people who are like, well, if you develop a fan base who cares about you, they'll follow you anywhere. It's like, you're right in a sense, but if. Oh, you muted your mic. I can't hear you no more. <laughs> uh... Okay. There we go. I can hear you now. You can hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Okay. So let's look at it from a logistical standpoint. Because in a sense, you're, you are a little bit right, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're halfway there. But take, uh, let's say, Scum, for example, right? What's he playing right now? He's playing Apex, a first-person shooter, very similar to Warzone. Uh, I mean, similar in a sense of it's a battle royale. It's a first-person yeah. shooter, right? Mm -hmm. For the most part, there's going to be a lot of people who tr transition to it because they like watching Scum, right? He still averages 12,000... Uh, viewers concurrent, right? Mm -hmm. If Seth hopped in an S and D tourney on Call of Duty, he's probably gonna get sixty to eighty concurrent viewers. So it, even the top dogs like that, right, still have people who will only watch him if he's playing the game that he started playing and, and grew up playing and developed that fan base playing because mm -hmm. of the fact that, like, like you said, people have lives. People. The, the people who are watching are investing their time into watching this. So the people who don't really have as much going on in their lives are the ones who are watching Seth because they love Seth. You know what I mean? It's just, there's a fine line between like, well, don't, don't use this as an excuse to not make content or don't use this as a, as a scapegoat. Right. It, it, there's a very, very thin line of like, okay, like it's, it, it sucks that I don't get to play this game because of, that game sucking you know mm -hmm. what i mean but i know that i could do this game and and still have viewers or whatever and and build a following in this game like nick Merckx did right he transitioned fully into apex or whatever game he plays now and he built his following back up to i'm sure similar to what he was peak warzone right but he's fully committing to that he has no to my knowledge, he has no in intention on and coming back to Warzone, right? unless Warzone's godlike again. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all have the intention on going back to Call of Duty, so there's no point in fully investing in. Like for example, I liked playing Apex, but there's no shot in hell I'm fully investing in Apex content. You know, in in terms of going all in on it mm -hmm. and 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 not going back to call of duty because i'm going to buy call of duty every fucking year it comes out it just depends on how long i play call of duty because of what the game result is exactly and i like the fact that you even mentioned nick Merckx as well because oh man there was i think it was the it, i forgot what event it was but there was a warzone event there that it was something happened at the airport in verdansk i don't exactly remember what the event was but we could like load into it i remember swag was streaming it 
He was pulling like Okay, he was pulling like 70, 80k. This is FaZe Swag on Twitch pulling 70, 80k. Right, right. Now, that's Nick Merck's normal average. Like everybody know everybody knows like Kai Snap will pull like a breezy 40, 60k. Nick Merck was pulling 70, 80 on a regular basis playing Warzone. Don't yeah. let it be that a uh, Warzone event because that Warzone event, he was pulling 300,000. Yeah. Three, I don't think I've ever seen like I know there's a, probably a bigger record, but on Twitch, I've never personally watched somebody that I've like watched previously or watched in the past that's pulled 300k playing yeah, Call that, of Duty. That's wild because the, the only time that I can think of, of something that big in Call of Duty specifically is I remember when, when, when Seth made his return back to Twitch in Black Ops 4, mm. he had a hundred and ten thousand but that was because ninja raided him um at the time i think it was like one of his first streams back he had 110 concurrent viewers when he was playing an snd kickoff tournament i think it was don't quote me on it mm -hmm. but in terms of call of duty that was a huge thing because of the fact that like that's a hundred fucking thousand people watching call of duty you know what i mean so three hundred thousand is just unheard of in, in terms of in call of duty that's Unreal, and this is this is one Warzone event, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and, it was, and he was streaming for a couple hours. I mean, yeah, it dropped off after a while to like maybe like a couple hundred, like maybe like 120k or something. But right. I want everybody right. to realize that, right? If you're averaging, like my boy Mike, even even uh, me and my boy Mike, we always talk about this because now that we're older, we can think about the analytics. And I've created content, so I understand. Like I've seen, I, I know what Twitch, and in terms of subs, I know what Twitch money looks like. I don't know about ads because I don't have ads. I don't, I don't, I'm not at the point where ads need to be necessary. So think about it, right? If you're averaging, let's say, 90K on Twitch uh, playing Warzone, mm. Nick Merckx would have like a breezy 70, maybe like 80K subs or something like that. Now, mm. anybody, I'm not going to sit here and do the actual math. Actually, you know what? Let's, let's go ahead and do the math because I got my calculator right here with me. So let's do, let's say, let's say 80K subs times five. That's 400K. And at the time, there was a 70-30 split with partners. So Nick Merckx alone was pulling like 280K off of just sub revenue. I'm not even counting the, the, the ad revenue is much better than sub revenue. <laughs> I'm like, think about you going from that with that many viewers but now sometimes you see Nick Merckx and he's pulling like what? Like I've seen that times he pulls like five k. Yeah, I I don't know now, what it is. No, I I just I rem I remember when he first transitioned into Apex, it was like, but it might have been when he was playing a tournament. Mm -hmm. He had like fifty thousand, but no, mm -hmm. I don't think it's anywhere near that number now. Yeah, and, it's it's probably I think it's definitely dropped off since then. But that's for people to understand. Now somebody may be like, you should be grateful for five k. Oh, well, obviously, yes, <laughs> but that is a huge, like, that's, that is a huge change in lifestyle, you know what I'm saying, yeah. what you can invest in, what you can mm -hmm. buy, your monthly revenue, and as much as somebody may be like, oh, Nick Merce has enough money, he doesn't care, you'd be an idiot to be like, oh, I'm at, I'm pulling, what, 500k a month, that's just on Twitch, he posts on YouTube as well, he probably he definitely posts on TikTok. Definitely got paid from TikTok as well, and the ad revenue, which I haven't even counted. He's damn near pulling like five hundred k a deals. month. Yeah. Oh, brand deals. Oh my, it's so fucking much. Yeah, associated with Face Clan, like yeah. You're telling me this guy's pulling like damn near a mil a month, possibly, mm -hmm. to now like 
what maybe like still six figures, but a yeah. lot farther. Yeah. Than that, definitely you know, a significant decrease. A significant, bro. That kind of decrease would like it, it kind of fucks you up a little. Nobody looks Pretty at that good. increase and goes, "Oh, okay, everything's fine." No, no, no nothing's fine. Like <laughs> everything's like, bro. It's. I remember when my boy Mike was bringing up Destroy. He said he used to always watch Destroy during uh Wars on War. Yep, he just yep. loved watching that like DBZ uh, trio when it came to tournaments yeah. and stuff. So then he's looking at the the numbers. Mike is like, "Man, this guy was putting like twenty k subs. Now he has two two k." 20k to 2k that's like bro that's and on top of that the, the before there was a 70 30 split now 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 not only does he go from 20 to 2k now it's half now it's 50 50 split so think about that change in lifestyle the change in everything ever since that because these guys thought we should appeal to casuals yeah. like that shit just tanked everything you know yeah I, i'm sure it just it it just um generates a lot of resentment you know what I mean? That you mm -hmm. can't really express too often. Otherwise, because you still want to get invited to those COD Next events. Exactly, yeah. Beta testing events. So I, I, I really do feel for those types of creators who are at that level where they, um, what they say about the game matters. Oh, you know what, what I mean? they say anywhere. Of, it matters a lot, bro. So yeah. much. Yeah. Because I, I know how easy it is and frustrating it is to be frustrated with the game and the developers and how shit it is mm -hmm. um but it that just comes from i mean hex says it all the time it comes from passion like we're fucking passionate about this game we love it to mm -hmm. death you know what i mean like we grew up playing it it's our favorite thing on earth we want it to be good we want it to succeed um and when it doesn't we're disappointed mm -hmm. that is facts man that, that is that is facts man it's and and like like with the both of us like yeah we still create content but we still have a job like outside of this you know what I'm saying we have right. maybe content is like sort of the secondary the back burner but with them it's like that's everything they feed their yeah. kids they feed their wife they they fund their kids college tuitions off of this stuff so oh, yes they may seem greedy if they complain but it's like you gotta understand like that's a whole different position that maybe we may may not even get the full inclination on it may be worse if we heard it directly from them than how we're even believing it for it to be so. Right. There's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, man. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes with that, man. So, um, a question I did want to ask, um, in terms of your, I would say anything in the, in the future in terms of collabs, projects, anything content related. Do you have anything planned, like anything in the background that you've been working on that you kind of have an inclination on that you want to share with us? In, in terms of uh, collabs and, and things of that sort, I don't have anything necessarily planned um it, it kind of just will will come when the game comes out um you know I'll, I'll start not marketing myself but just you know how it is like this yeah. the space you, you all post clips on twitter and you're all talking about the same game and you're talking about the same game mode and whatever you're playing everyone's playing it so it's mm -hmm. almost like it's like high school in a sense where like everyone kind of like not knows everybody but like has heard or seen each other because of the the same niche that we're all in in the same mm -hmm. field we all make content on this game that we all love we all have very similar beliefs in in ideals in terms of the game right but i do think the one thing that i i am looking to do is is hire an editor that has my um editing style or the vision because i i have the vision of how I want my videos to be in terms of what videos I make and, and how I want those edited. It just, 
it's very hard finding an editor that can replicate what's in here, right? Mm -hmm. It's so hard. You can give them a script, and I've tried multiple multiple times, and I've had decent editors before, but they it's still not. I'm a perfectionist, and if I think that I can make the video, um, what's up here? If I think I can make that better than what the other guy did, not saying that that guy didn't do a good job, yeah. But if I think that I can do, then I'm not gonna pay him the next time around. I'm just gonna you know suck it up and do it. But it does take a lot of uh, of my time that I could be. Um, using to make the content. So it it, it definitely would be an investment, but it's just a lot of things that go into it, man. Like, for example, like the trolley content that I'm going to get back into when Warzone does come out and uh, it's all about comedic timing and it's all about uh, animations. And like a a good example I like to use is we have very, very similar content. Um, The We have very similar content in terms of like what I like making and what he makes currently. Um, the only difference is he uses a voice, uh, troll or a voice changer. Voice changer, yeah. Yep, and and he also has an editor. Um, and it's Slater is his name. Mm, Yeah, he has blown up within these last like year or so, and all credit to him. That that type of content is fucking hilarious because it's just never ending. Like as long as you have teammates who have a mic it's endless content because mm-hmm. for that whole game like let's say you play a whole game right mm-hmm. you could get realistically 15 tiktoks alone from one game of warzone if you play it out and you have teammates with good mics or you know any sort of like mic that you can get a reaction out of you could get 15 tiktoks alone just from bullshitting and trolling and, and doing all this shit that's comedic right mm-hmm. um so th- that is definitely one thing that i am looking to do is is get an editor that fits what's up here because i i know what i want to do it's the same s- sort of comedic timing and, and style as what slater's editor does mm-hmm. but i don't have the time to um not only make multiple videos a day but it's hard to even make one a day when I want the videos to be a certain time limit and, and have a certain quality to it when that does take up a, a good chunk of the day, especially if you're not a pro with, with, you know, premier pro mm-hmm. um, but finding that is definitely, or finding an editor that, that fits that role is definitely going to be a process. Um, but definitely looking to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm even at the point where it's like, there's, Obviously, so much shit performed that needs to be, at least for me, a source of income outside yeah. of content in order to put yeah. further into content. But on top of that, there's also streaming. There's also uh, anything Team Havoc Studios related, whether it's uh, the uh, whether it's making team content or the shooting podcasts like this. Because anything when it comes to podcasts is everything me. I do the recording, the saving, yeah. the sending out, the posting, the editing, all that stuff. And then we have team videos. I, well... Essentially, we have interns on board, so like, so college interns, we offer them either experience or college credit um, for them working with us. So with that, it's either they edit the video and then send it to us, but even then, still, like, there's still the thumbnail, there's still the titling, the scheduling. Like, even if they make the short form content for us, there's still the posting, the scheduling. So it's like I do that as well as well as for my own content. But then it's like I'm like telling myself, I, I need like if I have an editor, this would yeah. be so much better. But the thing is, is like going from editor to editor, to editor, 
to edit her. When I only this is kind of a headache, but it's like sometimes like you're watching the video and you kind of picture the video to turn out a certain way. Like exactly. I wanted, or I wanted him to pick up on that one moment in the video, and I wanted him to expand on that. Like let's say mm-hmm. he said something crazy or off the wall, thinking, "Oh, if I edited this, I would add like." Um, a repeat of him saying that and then it's slowed down and then the screen goes black and white and then he says it again and then I had like five memes or like a couple memes after that just to right. really expand on what he just said but let's say the person who edited it kind of just skips, skims over and I'm like ah oh, well now I have to it's hard to tell somebody to have the creative insight to expand on that it's hard to do that when there may be a case where they just don't have it Right. You know, they, they just don't have they just that. Don't see it. Yeah. They just don't see it, and you can't teach yeah. that to somebody. And, and you could you could script, uh, like uh, I've done in the past, where I've scripted exactly how I wanted it. But even then, that if you're doing that, you might as well just fucking edit the video because exactly. the amount of time <laughs> you spend doing that, it's it's really the same. Because I've I've done both, and th- there's it all just comes down to a little bit of luck at the end of the day, where mm-hmm. you come across an editor who has the same brain as you has the same creative mindset, the same um, vision that you have. And guess what? You, you're, you better hope that you can keep him for, mm-hmm. for however long you can or, or her in, in that sense. Um, it, so yeah, it does, I think it does come down to a little bit of luck at the end of the day and marketing and trying to, um, or having an endless pursuit of trying to find that, person you yep. know it is difficult man it, it, it is difficult and I'm, I'm even at that same standpoint too and not even to talk about how much money he's going to be putting into that like in terms of right. short form videos and let's say for example they may take more time with the video gotta pay them more and this right. it's a lot that goes into it man it's a lot that goes into it. i even work with a few people when it comes to um their content i know my i've helped my boy Meduse, uh my boy 61 million improviser i've even helped them with their videos and i i could tell like even with understand because sometimes i'm thinking about it i'm like when they pay me i'm like damn like think about like how much would go into it if i had to pay this person like you may accept the money as an editor but then you're thinking to yourself i wanted an editor i have to pay this much for Mm -hmm. this many videos but it's only right to compensate them for that amount of time that they've used to work on their video and sometimes it may be a very great editor who understands that so obviously that's very hard to come by so a lot goes into that, man. A, a, a lot definitely goes into it. A whole lot. For sure, for sure. So, final question I have on the podcast is, who would you want to see on the next episode of the One Shot Podcast? If you have anybody in mind that you're like, this would be a great podcast guest to have on here, who would that be? Oh, man. You say one person? No, it could be multiple people. Um, Let's just go with one. There's a there's a there's a friend of mine in the space who is one of the hardest workers that I know um, in terms of what he's done and and put in over these. Sorry, my cat's going crazy. You're good. <laughs> these last, I'd say, year and a half, and probably more. I've just known him for that long. Um, his name is Rob. It's I am Rob on Twitter. I think. Mm, uh, yeah. He he is one of the hardest workers I've ever seen in this space. Um, has a great mindset. Has I think two kids, uh, a wife, moved just recently to a new house, and he has um, really really popped off and and um, exploded on YouTube with his long form content. And it's because of the amount of work that he puts in. He is a prime example of what it takes to succeed in this industry and 
I think that he's just a, a, a very good shout in terms of like the amount of work you put in is what you're going to receive. And, you know, whether that's uh, a year's worth of consistency and, and, and growth and um, he, he's a big advocate on if you're not getting views, right? It's probably because your videos need to be better. Right. And I, to a sense, I, I completely agree with that. If you're just posting the same sort of content over and over and over and expecting the algorithm to help you out eventually, like you got to switch it up. You know what I mean? If, if, if you're going to the gym every single day and you're, you're doing what you think you need to do and you're not seeing any growth, probably going to need to switch it up a little exactly, bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a prime example of that. Um, I'm very proud of the kid, but man, he, he's one of the hardest workers that I've ever met in this space. So mm. I, I definitely say him if you can get him. Gotcha. Gotcha. He makes the, um, there's a road of platinum series he does on YouTube. They, we're talking about the same person, right? Yep. yep I him. see his tweets all the time. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Definitely reach out yep. for sure. Okay. Um, on top of Rob or I am Rob, do we have any, any additional guests? You can name as many as you want to. Ah, oh, man. Let's see. Um, I would say. There's another teacher who I just met recently. Mm -hmm. um, I, let me see what his name is on Twitter. Gotcha, gotcha. C, C Preds is his name on Twitter. I think he teaches at a public school. So if you, and he just recently hit 100K on YouTube. Um, I just met him recently through the connection of, of being a teacher. I mm -hmm. don't know him too well, um, but he seems like a great dude. You mm -hmm. could get, you could kind of get like an insight of what it's like to, um, be full-time teacher at a public school while also being a, a a content creator because I know that he he does stream so he makes content and he streams um, where I just make content I don't I, I I haven't really found the the time and the or the need to to stream because it, it would take a lot more time mm -hmm. out of my day than rather I would just rather put it into content yeah. um, on a game that I enjoy but <laughs> I think he does great work uh, another guy is T Captain X. Um, he, he, he makes great content. Um, just a phenomenal guy all around. Very nice individual. He's never, th these are all guys that, um, they're, they're very genuine people. You mm -hmm. know, they, um, I've, I've had nothing but good interactions with them and yeah, I, I would definitely shout them. Okay. Okay. You said C Prince. How do you spell his name? So it's, it's C and then P R E D S and okay. then underscore on Twitter. Okay. And by C, you mean S E E, right? Like no, like, like the, the letter C. Oh, so C, oh, C. C oh. and then Preds. Ah, okay, so the letter C, then Preds. Yep. Okay, and then T, Captain X, like the, the letter T and then Captain X. Yep, let me see if that's how it is. So it's, he, he, he's, a, he's a content creator under Zen, X-E-N, mm. and then so it's Zen space T, Captain X. Yep. Okay, okay. Yeah, say less, say less. See, that's the exact reason why I asked this question, because I know somebody's going to vouch for somebody, and easily I can tell them, hey, man, this person said you would be a great guest, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and obviously I go into it with a positive bias already, because I'm like, all right, I thought this person was a great guest, they think this person's a great guest, I trust their judgment, I go into it, and that just makes the podcast just 10 times better. 100%. No, sure, I agree. Sure. I yeah, because the, there was, um, there's three there's three guys I know, um, shout out to Majin J, Craven, and Slimesy. So all three of them. I think I had Slimesy first because he does like the CGI like um models with Call of Duty content. Like he'll he'll put like a Nicki Minaj 
um skin doing some shit you've never seen before and you're like how like it's the comments are filled with when the hell could you do this and call dude i remember this <laughs> so i was yeah. like having him on there i'm like bro, i gotta have him on there then from him yeah. he recommended craven and Majin. i had craven on there crave recommended Majin again the next one yeah. was Majin. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like that th- that chain of like three people and it's just like it made the podcast that much better because the Majin one was was two two plus hours I mean, I was sitting with my feet kicked up. I was just drinking water. We were relaxing. Like, it was like yeah. that. So, oh, that's awesome. For sure, for sure, man. So, hey, before I end the podcast, because I, I just realized this was the last podcast I did with Dab. Shout out to Dab. Do you have any questions for me? Yeah, I, I, I guess my question is what is it that you primarily focus on? I know you do a whole bunch of stuff. I did a little bit of digging in, in the, uh, on the back end, but what is it that you would say that your focus is? primarily heading into i guess you could say the new cod but what what's i know there's a priority list when, when when people are doing multiple things whether it's you know more so on the business end or the content end or the marketing end whatever it is mm-hmm. there's always a priority list right there's mm-hmm. something that you know people prioritize above other things what would you say that you're you know how your list goes <sighs> man because this 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 i'll be honest it kind of changes by the day um some days because like i said i'm i'm in my last year of college so Mm -hmm. like for example today um i want to shoot a bunch of content and i wanted to record some content possibly one of my xbox maybe get some challenges going maybe whether it's a challenge for a video whether it's for my xbox or whether it's like plutonium or something i'm like all right bet but then i find out there's like a there's like a career event later in the week that i'm like ah shit now i gotta drive an hour damn near an hour 30 minutes pay for parking to go like register for because i can only do it like in person which is pretty stupid but then it's like now it's like sometimes i'll think i have the day planned out but then it's just like something else will come in and i'm like do i have to do it today then they're like today's the last day to do it so i'm like all right yeah chalked like what time did i leave i left at like noon came back at like four so that's like four hours out of my day and it was hot as hell came back i shower then had a um an interview before this with an intern that we're possibly going to bring on board to the team to help us create more content so some days it kind of depends but i would say my main focus now that i would say that's just lingering on a daily basis like no matter what day it is is i'm trying to see if i could get like a consistent funnel with content because I know a lot of people are going to say this. I know it's funny because I've even heard Rob talk about this on his Twitter. Like now that we're no longer in that like pandemic era of content, you can't just throw up some clips and somebody's excited for it, which I I, kind of like the whole storytelling aspect to Mm -hmm. the content that I put out or even now because I'm part of the um, the Cree was it the creativity program for TikTok, which makes like the program beta. Yep. So it's like now it's like the, the videos now have to be like a minute plus in length. You have to add something to that video for it to be that long. So now it's like, I enjoy it, but now it's also like, all right, now I'm a little confused, like, with what I'm realistically, realistically, like, what's the next video? Like, because sometimes I kind of did, like, a series at one point. I kind of did, like, most overpowered weapons. Then I kind of did um, types of uh, Call of Duty players. Then I did types of Warzone players. And it's like, it's a series, like, continuously. So at this point, it's part of routes. Yep. So now I'm trying to look for like what's like the next series to go to. Like that's like my main. I keep thinking about it every single day. Like what's the next video? What's the next video? What's the every next day? Video? Every day. Because I'm like I don't sleep. Like sometimes I don't want to sleep because I'm like I have to think of something. So there's definitely that. And also um, something that else has been a priority is um, 
obviously for Team Africa Studios, I want as much content out as possible, as much as I possibly can. And now we kind of have like a funnel. We kind of started a walkthrough series with a game called A Way Out. So mm-hmm. we're getting short form for that. And um, also the long forms with the full walkthroughs as well. Just a consistent like flow for content. Like I want like the ideas to just be flowing. Like yeah. I remember Mr. Beast even said this. He says in like he said this in like I heard him say this in like June or something. He said I have videos planned out to December. Yeah, it's June. Yeah. So I'm trying I'm to really yeah, yeah now, I don't know if I want to get to that extent, but <laughs> I at least want to be f- at least like scheduled out for at least like maybe like me two months like maybe like something that i could do in several parts so definitely and that definitely eliminates anxiety and the stress of like fuck what's tomorrow's video gonna be you know what i mean and uh, another thing to that is is where when you do find that editor if that's something that you do Mm -hmm. it's gonna eliminate a lot more stress too because like i said like you could play a game and get seven videos out of one game. So if you played for four hours that day on a Sunday, right, you're probably going to get like 20 videos worth of stuff. That's 20 days. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. having a, an editor that sees your vision and, and knows what you're trying to get across and, and just someone who meshes with you is going to be so beneficial for, for anyone really because of the fact that if you're, if your main focus is content creation and being the creator then all you need is the other half, you know? Mm-hmm. And, yep. and when you're able, or when you when you have to put both halves to yourself, then you're eliminating half of your time that you could be. Exactly. Know. So I'm, I'm at the point where it's just, even then on top of that, so even on top of focusing on all of those things, because there's still like college work. Like right now, there's, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's like a project I should be working on. And, and sometimes even with things with college, some things overlap. Like there was a, was a um a representative from a company that came out to a campus one of our campuses for the university came out yeah. to speak with us and i'm here listening to him and then i sat there and thought i'm like i have a class today <laughs> i just missed class because there's also um an employer that came out to speak with us but then i'm also like what do i do do i do class do i do go out to this event do i have this one moment in the in the entire day which i've had to create content and then it's just like and also not even just with content it's also like streaming as well like i also want like new additions to the stream like one thing with me with streams i always have freaking like i have confetti can i have a bunch of sound effects like what's next with that like what can i add to the background what can i add to the the whole streaming experience to make it even better to me made even more interesting for the viewers i have because i feel like there always has to be something new on top of that like it's so many things and sometimes like it, I, I work sometimes until I'm like, all right, I have to go to sleep or else I'm going to be up to like 4 a.m. I just tell myself, right. all right, we just have to just stop here. So I would say it, it depends by the day, but I would say my main focus is because this is the one thing that I think like is my main specialty, even though if my parents are listening to this, which I don't think they will, but my main focus is in college, <laughs> even though it should be. <laughs> I, I just, it's a stretch. It's, it's kind of just there. <laughs> it's kind of just there. I do my best. I do the best that I can. But the main thing I feel like I really want to put a lot of effort into is my content. Now, if it gets to the point where it's like I have either it's a, a form of employment, a job, not even like a full-time career, part-time internship or anything that pays me to then put in more money or more funding into streaming, maybe working with more editors, having somebody on board to help take the stress off to where my only focus is just to ideate content because nothing more draining than whenever you take the whole day you're editing editing then you stream 
for like four or five hours and the room's hot. Then after you're done with done streaming, then your room's hot. Then it's like, all right, now I got to sit and edit this videos even more, sitting in this hot room. And I'm like, it, it just doesn't feel like it ends sometimes. It's because yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty difficult, man. So, yeah. so sort of say, especially if you want to balance like life in general, like you, you have to consider like a lot of these people, you know, who make content, they're not full-time content creators. So it's like the hardest part and, but it, it, it's a part of the process and everyone yeah. has to do it. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, you're going to a, a nine to five or, or seven to, to three. You know what I mean? It's like, so you're going to this job, right? And then let's say you're into fitness too and you want to stay healthy. Then you're going to the gym, right? And then you're coming home and, and cooking supper or whatever you, you eat after the gym, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you have a, spouse or kids or you know any sort of chore that you got to do at home then you kind of knock out all of that and then once you have free time or whatever then you make content or you hop in the game first and to get the content then you get the content which might take an hour or two right then you get off the game and then you go into Premiere Pro or whatever editing software you use, and then you edit the videos, which takes another hour or however long it takes you to edit. By that time, it's it's 10 o'clock already, dog. It's time to go to bed because you got to work in the morning to do it all again. And that's if you get to every single one of those things. And, yep. and so finding that balance is something that I still struggle to do to this day because if a game is good, I'm playing it. You know what I mean? So a lot of days what I'll do is – if the game is good, then I'll play that the whole day or after, you know, the gym and whatnot and play that the whole night. And then the next day, then I got to edit two videos to get ahead just one day and then play, you know. So there, there'll there be a lot of times where I just have so much content in my hard drive that I'm like, fuck, like, which one am I going to start with? Or I got like six YouTube videos unedited. <laughs> I got like six YouTube videos yeah. sitting, bro. It's unreal. So, I mean, I mean, I think that's the, that's the goal It's just the, find the perfect balance of, of how to do every single thing that you want to do in this weird life but and, and i don't know if necessarily i'm wrong for saying this but i feel like they're always it will change every now and again like there may be a point where we're more content focused i remember even it was uh it was what's his name i can't think of his name i can only think of his first name for some reason slacked um uh what's his name yeah, like Jerry? austin no austin what's his yeah. name like austin Austin Lidicote or something? He was yeah, on... Slasher. Yeah. Slasher. I don't know why I said Slacked. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Slasher. Oh, yeah. My bad. Slacked is... Uh, is, uh, just, is it Josiah? They call him Jerry. Mm, okay. Yeah, he was the he was the XCOM player. XCOM player, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So, Slasher, I remember he... I was watching a video of when... I think this was when he was on the LA Gorillas, I think it was, mm -hmm. before. So, I remember he was even saying, like, uh, he had an engineering... He, he had an engineering major in college. And yep. he was even saying, like, I think somebody had asked how he balances it, and he was like, I didn't balance it. It was yeah. sometimes I'd be 100% school, 100% school, and I'd be kind of playing like shit. <laughs> but then some days it'd be like, hey, you're supposed to study and do this session, but, oh, there's a test? Oh, shit, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in Cali. I'm playing, I'm playing a COD tournament. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's just, it's like a back and forth thing. Like, sometimes it's COD focused, sometimes it's content focused, sometimes it's it's just back and forth. Like, sometimes you're worrying about this, sometimes you're worrying about that. I feel like it goes in waves, but the as much as I possibly can, even though it may be an unrealistic goal, as much as I can to try and get a piece of everything done every single yeah. day. So, that's, that's, I honestly say shit, that above content, that might be the main goal of everything. <laughs> get a piece of everything done every single day right, but just, just at least hit 
hit every single every single part of it. Every single part of it, man. That's that's I definitely say that's my, my main focus right now. So, uh any other questions at all? I can't think of it. Yeah. What what would you say that you're I, uh, let's talk about Call of Duty back again. Okay. Right? Um, okay. What, what would you say that you are most I don't want to say excited because I, I don't like getting my hopes up, but mm-hmm. with all the leaks coming out and, you know, slide canceling back and 16 original maps and red dots back, what would you say that you are most highly anticipating in this next Call of Duty? Man, I just... This is going to sound so sad to say, but I just want this game to be as much as they can playable upon launch now it's it's very it's very hard now in terms of like making content because i have so many like my boy manny for example he's he he's he loves sweating like he loves like that competitive aspect when it comes to call of duty Mm -hmm. and i like it too but holy shit i hate this game so it's like I'm at this point to where it's like, I just want a game, like, it doesn't even need to be, like, the greatest, I'll be very honest, it doesn't even need to be the greatest Call of Duty I've ever played, it really doesn't. Playable. It just needs to be just fucking playable, and uh, the the funny, (laughs) they took out so much that made that game somewhat decent, I just want this game to not only be functioning, alright, please don't blow up my graphics card, I have a 3060, it's not the greatest, but it runs pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't want my PC to blow up. It's an expensive PC. There's a lot of shit on this PC. Yeah. So, um, cause it's funny, cause uh, sidetrack, crazy story. I have a boy uh, named Meduse. Shout out my boy mm-hmm. Meduse. He literally lives near a Raven Software headquarters, and he was so pissed that he drove up there with his PC. Cause he got banned, perma banned, but he's not hacking. Swear to you, he's not hacking at all. So, right. As long as I'm not having to catch any plane tickets to, to, to go to your guys' headquarters because this game is this bad. I just want this game to be functioning, playable, to the point where I can make content. And then just I just want there to be just some form of a skill gap. Because it's very depressing when I die and I'm like, I look at the kill cam and he's yeah. just crouched, no IQ. I'm like, and his, his shots aren't even that good. Right. He just hits like two, like he'll, I've been two shot, I've been one shotted by a vast nip with full health. Yeah. I'm like, what, what are we even playing, bro? Like, not real. if it can, if we can just get that, man, I wouldn't even mind a game that's like on par, boy, like mono for 2019 to where it's not too, yeah. I, I just, I just want that, man. I mean, I, my expectations are very low. I want them to be higher. They're just very low. I just, I just want it to be playable. I know there's red dots. I know there's 16 original maps. Respectfully, I know everybody's excited, but uh, if all if the two things I mentioned aren't there, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I just want it to be functioning, yeah. a little bit of a skill gap to where I can outplay somebody, and then we can go on from there with the other features. So it's hard to get your hopes up nowadays because you you do it every year and then you just get lit down. And it's almost like a toxic X. You know what I mean? It's they won't they won't leave you alone, and you can't ever. I don't know. You can't ever stray away from it because they always draw you back in. And what they said for that new resurgence map, I was like, "Yeah, that's just oh, that it's just horrible." I'm like, I don't get it. It just shows how lazy they are. 
like, is this a joke? <laughs> I'm like, is this a joke? Not only do I hate this map for ranked play, but you made it a resurgence map. And then on top of that, it's not even actually a resurgence map. I'm like, bro, this is this is badness, bro. Like, this this is actually crazy. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I, I'm I just I just want the game to work at this point. I, I just I just wanted to not blow up my GPU. So we can get there, then I'll worry about everything else. But yeah, right. yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Anything else? Anything else you may have any concerns about? Any lingering questions? Anything so. at all? I don't think so. I appreciate you having me on. This was this was my first ever podcast, and I I really enjoyed it. I know I didn't watch uh, all of your your old podcasts, but I did did peep a little bit. And dude, I I think you're a great podcast host. I'm not gonna lie. You you are very comfortable in front of the mic. You are uh, very engaging. You, you you know when to switch topics. You know when to bounce off of topics. You know when to cut it off. It's you're doing great, man. And I appreciate hey, you having I, me on. I don't think you understand how much that means, man. Because I'll be. I'm nervous when I do these podcasts. <laughs> I don't think people that's understand. Normal, man. That's normal. You, you know, know because it's someone we've never met before face to face. I know we talked online a little bit, but it's different. You know what I mean? So there's always going to be those jitters and those nervousness feelings that, that go on before and maybe even during. But, you know, you can tell that once you get into the flow of things, you definitely know what you're doing. So. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you for that, man. Thank you. Because I'm telling you, man, like, there's no real way to know if I'm doing good, I guess. <laughs> like, there's no gauge in my head. I'm kind of just going through, like, okay, this episode and this episode. But sometimes I'm like, am I, even do- am I even doing this right? Like, I don't know if I'm doing this really right. But I'm like, I'm trying my absolute best because I'm like, if I, I almost put it in my perspective. Like, how would I like it if I was to be in your position? So, hundred percent. And that's definitely, I think the way to do it. That's one of the ways that, that I would continue to do if I were you is just, what would you want to see as a consumer? And not only that, just being a student of the game. I mean, that comes with everything. You watch podcasts, like what's the most successful podcast in the world? It's Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All all he does is sit down with some of the the smartest and unique people in the world. He just chops it up. It's not over edited. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Like it's just, are you interesting? Are you talking about interesting topics? Are you sitting there? That's crazy, man. Yeah, man. Like, there's this meme of, of, damn, we should start a podcast. And it's like, yeah, bro. Like, we should start one, man. Like, we're so, like, there's no friend group in the world who's like us, bro. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, mm. you definitely know uh, the, the route that you're supposed to take, and you're definitely on it. For sure, for sure, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. And also, I, this was an amazing episode for me as well. Just like uh, for anybody not knowing, I kind of preface this a little bit. We were talking about anime for like 15 minutes, just just random. Yeah, I chopped in here and just chopping boom. it up. You know what I mean? We were just chopping it up, and those those lead to like the best podcast I ever had because, mm-hmm. like I said, at the end of the day, I try to have it as much as a conversation between two people as much as I possibly can. Absolutely. You know, so for sure, for sure, man. So to everybody listening and tuning in, I thank you guys for listening, and I thank you guys for watching up to this point. Well, my boy Sid. Now, Sid, where can they find you? On on on, they can find you on Twitter. I know Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Your socials yep. on all of those is. At, go ahead. It's just at Sid V two with two eyes. Yep. So it, it's every platform for the most part: Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Every single platform is at Sid V two with two eyes. So S I I D V two, and that's where you can find me, man. Sid V2, you know what I'm saying? I didn't even ask. Where exactly did that name come from? So it's it's weird because, like, uh, it, it was originally V Sid, 
And then um, my, I don't remember if it was just a, a straight up name switch or if it was my brother took my account or my e email and like, cause he needed to play or something, something along those lines where I just switched names and I was like, well, fuck, what, what am I going to do? Cause I still like the name Sid. Right. And I just did at the time, I think it was during black ops four formal had like this little th thing that he was doing where throughout the progression of the game, he would say version one or version mm. he was referring to like his, his form, right. And version yeah. 10 would be final form of like how good he is at that game. Right. That's fire. And so I just did V2 because it's the version two of V Sid. So I, and I never changed it since. So that's fire. Hey, that's yeah. fire. Not Loki is tough. Like it's like V1 and it's like, yeah, let's say know, it's a better version of that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's just what I stuck with ever since then. So, and that is fire. That is fire. It's, 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 see, that's why that's why I had to ask the question. I usually ask that yeah. question, but uh, gamer for some tag reason. questions are always great because you you always want to know where where the gamer tag spawned from and originally came from. So I, I haven't had it for for long. I I I've had it since I've made content, but fuck, I don't know my original ones back in the day. You know what I mean? They were mm -hmm. probably some crazy shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Hell yeah, man. We hey, just like everybody else, we've had some crazy names. Rest in peace to those names, because those names probably should never ever come back <laughs> under, any under any circumstance. But like yeah. I said, like I said, man, make sure you guys check out my boy Sid. That is S I I D V two on all platforms. Make sure you go check him out. And at one point, if Marvel Three is good enough, we might see some streams. We we definitely might. We we definitely might have to make some content, troll some kids online. You know what I mean? The whole the whole nine yards. I can't wait for the game to come to come out. So we're gonna see live action, live interface. You get to see it behind the scenes when making the videos. You're like, man, I was there in that stream when that happened. You never know. You might exactly. get that kind of access. You feel me? So yep. like I said, guys, thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys also check out Team Havoc Studios on all of our platforms. We're on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. Also, check out our website as well, TeamHavocStudios.com. Like I had mentioned, make sure you guys head on over to TryHavocEnergy.com. Check out the new flavor we just released. Personally, I would say it's the best flavor we have, but that, that's, that's just my opinion. Check it out over there as well. Code CBB25 for 25% off. And I think that's just about it. That wraps up everything. Any, any final words for anybody listening to this episode? Mr. Sid. What's that? What'd you say? Sorry. I, was, I was saying any, you're good. You're good. You're good. Any final words for anybody who's listening? No, nah, man, just continue to watch this podcast. I know, I know that you, you're doing good things with this. Um, you're a very hard worker and eventually that, that hard work is going to pay out, man. I know you're going to, I know you're in college right now and it's hard to balance all these things, but uh, I'm a very firm believer in whatever you put in, you're going to get out. So as long as you keep doing your thing, man, you're, you're going to really succeed in this space. For sure, man. That applies to anybody else as well. Absolutely. The effort you put into the amount of effort you put into it, more than likely, maybe may not be initial, but through mm -hmm. time and consistency, that effort will be matched in your output as well. Absolutely. For sure, for sure, man. So hey, some motivation right there to wrap it up. But I'll catch everybody on the very next episode of the one one. Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> I'm not name my own podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> you can edit that out. Don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to edit that out. I'll make sure I edit that out. So, that wraps up this episode of the One Shot Podcast. I'll catch everybody in the next episode. We're out of here. Peace.